Talking Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. Season 7, episode 37. Donny Cates and Megan Hutchison. Welcome along to Talking Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. My name is Leon Sultana, and each and every Wednesday and Sunday, we gather the convention family together to uh, mourn the fact that we're not seeing each other in real life. All the uh, shows for this summer obviously are passing by the wayside. We're seeing cancellations left, right, and center. And we do cover those on my social media feed and also on uh, the convention collective. But um, we are missing each other, and uh, we use this as a kind of communal group hug each and every Wednesday and Sunday uh, to kind of talk to some uh, great people and just uh, shoot the shit for uh, 45 minutes to an hour to just basically uh, catch up with everybody and uh, have some uh, good times. Uh, already got some great people uh, joining us already. We've got ourselves, Aaron Neighbors joining us. Hola from San Diego. Hello there, Aaron. Liam uh, D's uh, joining us as well. Uh, morning all, says Toby. Uh, into the balloon, Mr. I gave nudge about that the other day. Yeah, I think that's about um, uh, the... Uh, uh, Duncan Joe's uh, Kickstarter, and indeed Leandy's already in that on that. Welcome along to everybody who's joining in, as always, on the Facebook, on the Periscope, on YouTube. Any comments and questions that come in, come straight into the feed, so please do uh, let us know, especially if you've got any questions. For our guest today, we have Megan Hutchins, Hutch, Hudson. I was sticking N in there. That's Everyone does. <laughs> and Donny Cates, hello there. How are you two? How are you guys? We're doing great. Uh, I mean... To be fair, I mean, I, I haven't. I, I mean, I know your works, uh, the pair of you, and I, I kind of have an idea of some things to talk about. But I really do have wanted to keep this one really kind of loose and uh, kind of just have a, a conversation and a chat with you. Because if anything, you may all be talked out at this point. I mean, how many podcasts have you been doing during this lockdown? Um, You've been busy, <laughs> dude. I, I do. I. Uh, uh... <laughs> Meg, and I, Meg and I record one every Saturday. Um, the Devil's Advocates Book Club. I record one every Thursday with Ryan Stegman for Stegmanism and his amazing friends. And then every week or so, I have or we have uh, at least one or two other ones, or <clears throat> I have some sort of a Zoom call meeting thing with Marvel or movie things. And I'm staring into. <laughs> this <laughs> as i'm sure you are but we, we don't do the live stream anymore so we don't, we don't yeah we don't do our live stream anymore because we're terrible at it and <laughs> uh, and and we 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 much prefer our pod our new podcast format because it doesn't mean that uh we have to or she has to put on makeup or yeah. i have to put on pants or anything <laughs> um or try not to cuss as much as i normally do yeah which i'm i, I promise i'll be good I quite liked the podcasts, uh, the live streams, if anything, oh, because you. you were trying to uh, have a, a train of thought. Uh, I mean, the pair of you were trying to have train, and you kept getting distracted by the comments coming in, and it just turned into this barreling, ongoing conversation. It, 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 it's, yeah. a, it's a nightmare. I, I, am, I am a very easily distracted person. <laughs> yes. um, it, it's true. It's why I, I, I mentioned it on the live stream with, uh, with Joe that I did yesterday. Um, that I I don't know what day it is. I don't even know what I I, I don't know. Every, every month is an hour. Every day is a year. Every you know um, that I suffer greatly from idle hands syndrome, 
if I'm not doing a million things at once at all times, then I, t I tend to go insane. So having a, a live chat while people are also talking to me while I'm also getting texts and stuff, I just, it's, it's much better when like, I have, like, like, like for the podcast, we have someone who can go and edit out all the yeah. parts where I go, oh, hold on, shit, what am I doing? <laughs> what, I what, what am I doing? Because, <laughs> I mean, whereabouts are you based? Because, I mean, is this early morning for you, mid-afternoon? Where, whereabouts are you? I mean, it's early morning for us. Because, it, because it's noon. Yeah, we're, um, we're not. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We tend to stay up pretty late. Yeah. Um, we live in the valley of. Uh, uh, we, we live in um, Austin, Texas, um, on the in the, on uh, right on the lake. So if you can see, uh, this is our um, that's our view there. Oh wow! Um, so we look we look over a over a valley, uh, and just at the bottom of, of that valley is a um, is a is a lake, a big uh, lake 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 Travis. So. Okay, because I mean, obviously, I was trying to work out uh, whereabouts in the in the country, if anything, because yeah, I mean, we're all just all the days are just blurring into one. Yeah, I, I, I have no idea what I was like. I was talking to her, and I was like, "Yeah, I guess this thing is due in June." So I guess I'm good on that. And she was like, "That's ten days away," and I was like, "No, it's ten days and a month away." And she was like, "No, dude." June's next month, and I was like, "What?" You didn't know it was May. For well, I, was like, uh, I was like, "Where did May go?" <laughs> what? Because <laughs> I mean, I, I know we've got the books coming back out. Um, yeah. In a week's time, uh, I mean, uh, is that being kind of like a way of marking time when you, uh, books are going to finally get back out into into stores and uh, you, stores being you. told? Yeah. For me, having CB Sabolsky, uh, um, you know, Marvel's editor in chief. Uh, he called me early in the morning, uh, the day that the press release went out, telling everyone that Marvel Comics were going to be coming back out. And the day that he called me and he, and he told me that, uh, you know, a huge weight went off my shoulders, and I've been I've been feeling so much better ever since. The idea that people are going to start, you know, being able to get the comics that they want, and that things, at least in the comic book world and the comic book shops world, are returning to some form of norm normalcy, slow, slowly making those steps towards normalcy again. Um, it feels really, really, really good. Um, but it is weird because, like, now I'm getting these things saying, like, like people saying, like, well, Thor number five better, b b better be, uh, <laughs> like, better be really good if I'm going to have to wait for it. And I'm like... Well, I didn't write it before this happened. <laughs> I, I, it's it's going to be as good as it was ever going to be. It's, it's I, I, I can't improve it. It's wrong. Yeah. You know, I, 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 it's been done for a while. Yeah, sorry. I'm on. I'm 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 writing for eleven. <laughs> I don't. I can't speak for five. Um, <laughs> five is great. Five it's is awesome. five is pretty good. <laughs> but like now, there's such an increase on it, and like, you know. One of the opening waves of, or or the opening wave of new Marvel comics uh, on May twenty seventh is Venom number number twenty five, um, which is uh, very cool because reading it now in hindsight, I always wrote it as a because uh, it's a big anniversary issue for Venom, right? Um, but and it and it and it kind of opens with Venom. Or I should say, Eddie um, talking to some unknown people off screen, and basically like saying like thank you for staying with us and believing in us, 
And because, you know, Eddie always speaks in the, in the, in the third person, <laughs> you know? And so now it opens on this thing of like, thank you for like trusting us and thank you for, and now, and now we're back and all this stuff. And it really, it really reads perfectly as like one of like the main titles to come out as a, um, you know, <clears throat> One well, of the, it's, it's, a, it's a very anticipated title. I mean, it's one of the big hits of, of, the, uh, of the, 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 the stable so far. Yeah, and the big through line, which is repeated in Venom t- number 25, which is a, a line that, that is said throughout my entire Venom run, Ryan Stegman and Ivan Coelho and everybody's Venom run, um, is that we're stronger when we're not alone. Um, and that's also repeated in, in Venom number 25 at a very pinnacle of, of, uh, moment of the series. Um, so it's nice. It's actually, I didn't mean to write it as any sort of big statement of here we are, we're all together. Thank you for like, you know, trusting us and keeping us in your hearts, but Hey, we're back. Kind of a moment, but it, it ended up being like that. So it's really cool. I mean, I know that obviously you're you're you said it pretty much from the moment that the lockdown started kicking in because you turned around and said, um, "I know that it's going to be difficult for people to kind of get focused and uh, to do things what they need to do." But I'm busy. I've got books to write. I know what I'm kind of uh, keeping myself occupied. And like you say, you're, you're somebody who likes to have lots of plates spinning at the time. For yourself, Megan, I mean, how busy have you been uh, keeping, and how have you been distracting yourself throughout? all of this, uh, the pandemic? Well, we just, so we moved the <laughs> week like the before, week before the, the lockdown. Oh, yeah, wow. we, 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 we put our other house up for sale and moved into this house a week before the, the lockdown. Yeah. And selling a house during a quarantine lockdown was, was not the funnest experience in the world. But we did it. But we did it. Um, but, um, but Meg is the busiest bee <laughs> who has ever been. So we're, um, so I'm, you know, I'm packing and, and working on the house and stuff at night. And then during the day, I'm working on our book. Yeah. So because if people didn't know already, um, Meg and I are doing a book yeah. together at Image. Yeah. Um, and we were supposed to actually announce it at San Diego. But, yep. um, oh, wow. but what this has been able to do is that um, it's kind of carved out some time for me. So now I can. Um, we can take our time with it. Yeah, I can take my time. Yeah. So we've actually been kind of like tweaking it a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I'm not like as rushed. And by the time we announce it, it'll probably be done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, I'm, I'm so, doing, I'm, I'm, I'm working on three different independent books right now, like creator-owned books. And all of the lockdown has done uh, for us is just giving us a chance to just like, all right, everybody, slow down. Let's just like make this as perfect as it, as it can possibly possibly Which is be. Which really nice, you know. Actually. And just like take, I I I've had calls with, with all my creative teams. I mean, including just like walking downstairs and talking to her, um, <laughs> just saying like, hey, everybody, don't panic. Just just calm down. Just like continue as if everything was moving on schedule. But just know that by the time the first issue comes out, we'll have a bank. Like we, we all that means is this, we we we'll just never ship late. Yeah, you know that's yeah. all it means. So it, I just you know I keep you know try and keep everyone on track. You know, and it's been good too because like we've been able to like uh, we're working with uh, D Kunif mm-hmm. um, as our colorist, and yeah, I love him. And um, it's been nice because like we've been able to kind of like go back and forth and really tweak things and like really establish a palette, which is 
Whereas before with like all our travel and, you know, all of our deadlines and stuff, we probably wouldn't have had the time to do that. Yeah. So it's actually been kind of nice. It's been really weird because I've found myself like at first I, I, did, I didn't know what it was like when the quarantine started and we were both just stuck at home. We had to start canceling cons and canceling this and this and this, this and that, you know, I became so incredibly productive. I started just like <laughs> cranking out scripts and then coming up with new ideas for books and like, I've started two new creator-owned books during it, and at first wow. I was like, I was like, is this just like panic mode? Am I doing like <laughs> fight or, yes. or fight mode? But the then, is yes. <laughs> but but no, I don't think it is. I think what it is is for the first time since my career started. This is the first time in my entire life that I don't have jet lag. Well, I mean, that was going to be the one of the things I was going to talk about. We might as well do it now because I mean. Last year, <laughs> last year was con year for you. You, oh guys, you guys hit, I think, every show, every week, everywhere. You and I think you must. I mean, I think you did about five in one day. At one, oh, it's just. I mean, you went mental with your shows. It, it was, was great to see months. you going. Yeah, you twenty. You got married at one. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we, we got, got married, married in the middle one. of it. Yeah, <laughs> we got married at Luca. We, we went to twenty-four shows. Twenty-six. Twenty-six shows last year. Um, and most of them were, well, half of them were international. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we, we, we went all over Europe. We went to Australia. We went, um, oh boy, Singapore. Um, we went everywhere and it's good. I mean, it, it, it um, we certainly got our fill of travel, you know, <laughs> and then like, <clears throat> you know, I hate to, I, I hate to, I, I hate to speak positively about, you know, what's happening in the world right now. Uh, because certainly there's so many people who are who are negatively affected by it, but I I have not known what it's like to not be jet lagged and and like actually be rested in so long. And yeah. what it turns out as is that I just get I get a lot of work done and yeah. I and I get stress free work done. Like I'm not like writing on planes or in hotel rooms allergies, and stuff. Well, but I think it's okay to be, I mean, you know, every, it is, and it, it is hard and it was really scary for us for a while there because we didn't know what was going on with Marvel and, you know, all that. And, um, I, this has been a very stressful time, but I think it is important to kind of look at like the positivity that yeah. can come out of it. You know, like we're all stuck in this situation. What, what are the good things that we can oh, yeah. do? Yeah. We've been talking to, um, to guests and having them on and, uh, talking, I mean, one of the features that we've been doing is like the the uh, crowdfunding spotlight. Right. I can see a lot of COVID babies, uh, creative uh, yeah. COVID babies coming out of this. Uh, well, people doing podcasts, meeting up, connecting online, and just wanting to get stuff out. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, yeah, totally. we're, 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 well, the thing is, the reason we did so many shows last year was. You know, because we both make money at these shows and between appearance fees and selling books and signing books and stuff, I wanted to do as many shows as possible because I was always going to take this year off, off. I was I was going to do like 10 shows that this this year max. Yeah, take it because off. <laughs> the plan was is that I was we were going to do like all every show that that made us an offer last year, because this year um, we were going to start trying for uh, uh, to, to ha have a baby. Yes, yeah, right. Um, and so, you know, as luck would have it, it, it I, I, we, we did end up with with a nice little savings, um, but we kind of pushed our plans back a bit uh, for the family planning thing. Uh, but we are trying again now. So, fingers crossed, everybody. 
um, that we will have a, a little, little a COVID baby. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's it, it, <laughs> okay. It, it, when I said creative COVID baby, fine. Yeah, yeah. we're talking uh, literal now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, uh, it's, it, it's, it, it's entirely possible. Knock on wood. Fingers crossed that like the image book that we put out like that could have a picture of our baby in the back of it. So Lovely. fingers yeah. crossed. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, my are killing me. Sorry, I keep blowing my nose. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I mean, we've got a couple of comments and questions coming in. Guys, everybody, please do get your questions in. We'll do and uh, cover as many as we can uh, throughout the course of the conversation. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, I mean, how's it been? As uh, I mean, it sounds like it's been a really uh, strong, positive um, thing for your relationship as well to be. Um, in the lockdown, in in that room together, and kind of like you've got all the creative juices, especially with yourself, Donny. I can imagine you also have the chance to kind of perhaps just take yourself away and focus on the, on your writing and get down and uh, knuckle down to that, and then your own art, of course, Megan. Uh, I mean, how stressful has it been in terms of um, kind of being a, a, a newly married couple? Uh, in in the same house together. Well, I mean, I I mean, I'll I'll freely admit that, that we've had our 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 stupid quarantine fights yeah. just like every other couple, you know? I mean, I'll tell you what though, like as a new as a a, a very very newlywed couple, this is a a a very uh, um this is like a uh, what am I trying to say? Like, uh, I don't know. A, it's a, a surreal honeymoon. <laughs> it's a gauntlet. Yeah. It's a gauntlet for like, can you really do it? And the answer is yes. I mean, I, 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 you know, I, if I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be quarantined with anybody else in the world. Uh, <laughs> and I, I think, I think that something like this is, is such a big test for a couple, um, as new as we are. And, um, you know, we've had our dumb little fights, just like everybody else who's just trapped in the same house with somebody 24 yeah. seven and who's also working on a book together, you know, um, <clears throat> because like that, right. That dynamic has to be a little bit different. Like, cause I'm, I'm her husband, but I also sometimes have to give notes, you know? And so that's, that's weird. So I have we've to like, we've worked, out a, we've worked out a system where I have to, I have to text her and I say, Hey, um, uh, you're, your writer collaborator partner is about to come downstairs yeah. and talk to you about the book, <laughs> not your husband. Yeah. And so, and then when we leave, I, I will be your husband again, yeah. but I have to, I have to give some notes, you know? Um, but I, I think all in all, it's been, it's been as far as our relationship goes and stuff goes, I think it's, I think it's been great. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm actually, I quite enjoy my time with, with her. I'm actually, um, I'm proud of us. I am very proud of us. Well. <laughs> We've actually been doing really well. I can I, I, I can't. I, I, I hope some. I, I genuinely hope there's no one who's hearing this that it is like, oh my god, that's me. But I can't imagine having just getting married and then being in quarantine and being like, oh my god, I I hate this person. <laughs> oh my god. Oh no. Now I'm trapped in this house with this person. I genuinely hope that there's no one who yeah. hears that and is like, fuck, that's me. You know. Well, I mean, at least you're not having to, I don't know, get on a plane in New Zealand and disappear to Scotland uh, to, to get away from your partner, as uh, somebody has uh, <laughs> had to do in uh, public life recently. But so it's great to hear that uh, everything's, I mean, also, I mean, I know you're talking about a, a new edition or a forthcoming edition to the family, but uh, isn't there a puppy? Uh, oh, a new... The puppy has been... Speaking of gauntlets being thrown yeah, down, yeah. <laughs> We're also so 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 we have a cat that 
uh, probably will jump on this table here in a little bit. Her name is Cordelia. She loves it. She loves she loves live streams and she loves to walk on the computer. She's very pretty and she likes to show it off. Um, but yes, we did get a puppy. Um, but <clears throat> normally um, the shelter that that we got it from um, would uh, would have um, like shipped it or or, or like no, she, flown it. Yeah. Uh, but since that's not uh, the safest. Uh, it's being driven here um, uh, from like the 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 rescue um, center uh, to here from Mississippi, which is Missouri. Um, so we're looking at the end of the month before we get a little baby beagle. Yeah, yeah, whose name is Bats after yeah. the dog that I killed in Doctor in Doctor Strange. <laughs> Excellent stuff. I mean, it's great. It's great that everything's uh, coming along nicely. And also, um, like I say, uh, as mentioned earlier about the, the live streams that you're doing and all of the uh, the things that you've been uh, putting out onto that. Uh, Advocates has been one of the best things to come out of the, the oh, lockdown wow. and what the, the podcast you've been doing, especially when you were using it as a, a rereading um, forum right. as well. And you were kind of suggesting books for each other. Uh, I mean, when I've been speaking to people on the uh, the show, I mean, not only have they been cracking on with their own projects, but they've also been taking the time, not necessarily to take in all this new content that just seems to be showered at as left, right, and center, but also just taking old books off shelves as well and just okay. rediscovering stories, which has been really cool. Uh, I mean, has there been any highlights from the stuff that you've been rereading uh, uh, over the course of this? Yeah, I mean, for me, um... You know, our live stream that, that, we, that we did, it was actually, it was, it was an idea that we would be wanted to do as a podcast together um, <clears throat> pre-quarantine. And then during the quarantine, we, we just decided that like, <clears throat> you know, well, what, a, what a good opportunity to be able to, 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 to just like how you're doing, to be able to connect to fans, to talk to fans, but, but also remind people that though new, new comic books weren't coming out, there's a billion old comic books and you absolutely for sure have not read all of them so we made sure that we picked books that would be um that would more likely be in in stock that people could that order local from stores could um ship ship or yeah. do curbside pickup because yeah. a lot of what we were doing the live stream for too was to help people yeah. um it was it was to connect with the community but also to help local, local comic book stores yeah and so we we would you know always, um, you know, 28 pages later and um, the various charities that were helping and stuff. Um, but look, uh, standouts for me, um, I don't know, just recently I got to read, uh, reread um, Alan Moore's top 10. And, and I, I, that's the one that I think just recently I, I got volume one out to, to make her read because that was her assignment. And I started reading it to just get make sure I was it was fresh with me, right? And I read it and I was like, well, now I have to go dig through my books and find all of them. Oh, I found you know? number two. Oh, thank okay. God! I can't. <laughs> I, I it's been it's like that entire the entire America's Best Comics um, it line is just flawless from top to bottom. Yeah. No, I wanna I wanna start my hair next time. I wanna. That was um, I want to reread all of them because yeah. I was super into them when I was in uh, high school or college, yeah. and um, my brother and I used to buy all of them and read yeah. them. And now, now I have to go back and find all of them because I want to read. Yeah, all they're of them. they're the they're the they're the. Um, I'm a big Alan Moore guy. Like his Miracle Man run is is in my opinion one of the finest works of art that our medium it's, has ever produced. 
It's uh, one of the books I reread. I mean, I was uh, about to, I mean, listening to yours, that's one that I pulled out. I've been doing the Alan Moore and the Game and Run, I've been doing the whole lot. If you want, um, you know, Alan, Alan tends to um, lean into some, to use some of your slang, um, some um, dodgy interactions with ladies <laughs> in some of his works. And um, um, the America's Best Comics line has very little of that, as does his Miracle Man run, if you don't count the live camera uh, birth of a child. Yeah. Um, but uh, um, uh, so Miracle Man and, and, and the and top 10, I think, um, are... I'm writing a book, right? One of my creator-owned books, one of the things that I'm going to be doing way later in the future um, is very, very, very inspired tonally by Miracle Man. Um, and so rereading that and just like, you know, I'm a pretty good uh, um, impersonator. Like I can do, like if you told me to write, a, write you a book in, in Jim Starlin's voice, I could I could do a pretty good job if you told me to do it in Scott Snyder's voice. I could do a pretty good job if you, you know any of these uh, like Chip Zdarsky's voice. I could do a pretty good job. Um, but then there's guys like Neil Gaiman and Alan Moore that I read, and I'm just like, what kind of space alien are you? Like, how do you how do you put words together like that? You know. Well, I mean, off the back of advocates, um, I did pull black um, the Black Mirror back off the shelf. Oh yeah, uh, so that, that, that was fun to that was fun to dive back into. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That was that 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 was. I was actually stocking comics on the shelf as a as a retailer when that came out, and I was reading that run. And when Scott Snyder took it over, it was one of those. You know, every fan has that moment when you're reading something and you're you know you're like ten pages in and you go, wait, who the hell is this writer? What what is this? This is amazing. And then I started seeing that name, Scott Snyder, and I, I started reading it. And then all of a sudden, you know, before you know it, he's on Batman and just like blowing up and just and, you know, Scott to this day has remained one of my favorite writers. And like, you know, it's really cool now that like one of my good friends, you know, I was like that with Jason Aaron, too. You know, Jason Aaron, I was like in comic book shops reading like Ghost Rider and Punisher. And I would go through it and be like, God, God Almighty, who is this? Mm -hmm. You know. And now I get to call these these like legends and giants my friends. It's so bizarre, you know. Well, this book club's been fun for me too. The whole idea is that like I grew up reading indie books, yeah. You know? And so I I've read a lot of Jason stuff. Like I read pretty much all of Scalped. Um, like I met Jason years ago. Yeah. Um, so I I never knew like any of his. Marvel stuff, and so he made me read um, Thor. Thor, and I was <laughs> pretty blown away. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean your Thor is really good, babe. But thanks. No, it, um, thanks. no, but like to kind of see too how um, how like how I'm used to Jason writing and yeah. how that translates to no, because I told her the Marvel property was just it was yeah. great. It was so I, much fun. I told her because I, I, I we were talking about doing like a Jason Aaron like week. Right, like where we did some of his indie titles, and she was like, "Well, I've already read a lot of Jason Aaron," and I was like, "Well, you, but you've read his his Thor, though, right?" And she was like, "No, I've read that." I was like, "Well, then, then you've never read Jason Aaron, because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you because like so I gave her the the first two volumes because they're because because they're now collected in those like Jason Aaron like um like it collects like twelve issues at a time, and so she read God Bomb and uh, the God 
I don't remember the titles. The, the, first, the, the first, the first two with Assad, um, mm-hmm. and she and she was just reading it and, and just being like, "Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. what the hell?" And I was like, "Yeah, dude, that's Jason Aaron." Not Jason Aaron. Comics, you know. Oh, but like, imagine this though. Imagine this, because like when I when I was writing Thanos, uh, Axel Alonso took me aside at my first summit, and he told me he was like. Um, he told me point blank that, that the reason that, that they gave me my exclusive was that they knew that that Jason was going to be winding down on Thor uh, in a couple of years, and they wanted to make sure I was there because I'm taking over Thor. Oh, uh, wow. And that he had already had a conversation with Jason about it, and that Jason no and, and, and that Jason was was cool with it and really liked my stuff too. And so imagine not only reading Jason Aaron Thor, but also knowing that you're the 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 dude on earth that's going to have to follow that. And so every month Thor comes out and like, I have my pile of comics that I'm going to read. And every month I have to put it at the bottom of my stack because every time I, <laughs> every time I read it, it's gold. And I'm like, God damn it. Oh my God. Well, what am I going to do? That's like, and, I, and, I, and, I, and it was like that for like three years where I was just like, what am I going to do? I have to follow this. <laughs> well, uh, and- go on, Megan. It's actually a funny story. We were um, at San Diego. This must have been two years ago. Okay. San Diego Comic-Con, two years ago. And it was after the show, and you and I stayed an extra day. Yeah. And that's when you, we went to the Hotel Coronado to go check it out. Yeah. It's haunted. Uh-huh. And I wanted to go see the ghost. It's just over the bridge. I think I did see oh, it. Yeah. First, I mean, I, I've been going since 2010, and the first time I went over the, the, uh, the bridge was um, two years ago. Isn't it yeah, pretty? Yeah, it's cool over there, right? It's incredible over there. Yeah. But, like that hotel's supposed to be super, super haunted. And yeah. um, I'm obsessed with ghosts. Like I have a lady ghost hunting group here in Austin mm-hmm. uh, with some of my best friends. Called? But, oh, Hades Ladies. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's my hobby. We go ghost hunting. Um, mm-hmm. But we went to the Hotel Coronado because mm-hmm. I wanted to show it to you. Yeah. And I, I wanted to go find some ghosts. And that's where you came up with Thor. Remember? It's, no. Oh, where I came up with what I, what I was going to do what with it? What you were going to do on Thor. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, yeah, I I know what you're talking about because yeah. what you're what you're talking about is the is the arc that's coming up next. Now, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, <clears throat> I was originally going to open my Thor run with a different arc, and then, um, which which is the this the 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 story that we're talking about, um, and then I thought no, because well, okay, because the next arc in Thor is called Prey. With an E, and it is it is a horror story. It is a Thor a Thor, Thor. a Thor story. <laughs> um, and we thought because we were at this like creepy, you know, this creepy, you know, we were we were there for creepy vibes. We wanted to find a ghost, and so we started talking and thinking about it. And I and I just started I I, I just started like it, it just started rumbling in my head and i was like that's how I, that that's how i'm gonna open my story that that's how i'm gonna open my thor run and then i opted no i was like because it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a horror story in the it's a it, it's kind of a, a quiet creeping like like it's terrifying i promise right um, but i was like no you don't follow jason i'm just gonna say that would have been odd to come in out of jason's run into something yeah, and right. so I was like, "No, the way yeah. you—I I was like, the way you—the way you follow Jason is you drop Galactus into Asgard." 
you know, and that's 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 how you follow Jason, and then you do your horror story, you know, you you know, because you're because you're you're not gonna you're not gonna out out epic Jason, but you but but you can damn well try, you, you know. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to get into a couple of questions next. We're also going to get into um, some convention stories as well, and uh, any some because it is supposed to be also a podcast about your convention history and kind of like your uh, your favorite stories at conventions. But we do have some uh, comments that are coming in already, so let's dive into uh, those. Dan Berry is uh, saying the Horton Grand in San Diego, downtown San Diego, supposedly supposedly haunted too. Hotel dates back to the late eighteen hundreds, and why uh, stayed there at times. So why Megan. Her? There you go, something to keep an eye on. Yes. Uh, you've got, uh, yep, you've got Leanne D who's jumped in. Please tell them thank you for paying for my sub box at Dragon's Lair in Austin. It really saved me because I wasn't sure if I could afford to pick them up back then, back up in April, and it really was truly appreciated. That has been one of the most memorable things, certainly, that you've done over the course of the lockdown, that uh, incredibly generous gesture. Uh, I mean, that, I mean, that's something that just, how how did you organize that just to kind of to come out and do that? Well, I did it for three stores here in Austin because I I I I've been you know I used to be a retailer here in Austin and so in every small town which Austin is not the biggest town in the world every every comic book store owner knows knows each other so I've known these guys for like twenty years and stuff and um, you know like I like I know their kids names like I I. I go to their band's shows if they're, you know, like they've been over to our house. Like it's a community. It really is here, you know, and there's not that many comic book stores here in Austin. And as a former retailer, I know that the, 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 the huge stack of a pull list just sitting there of items that you've ordered that you, that, that people have pulled, but haven't picked up yet can be kind of the bane and can just, can be an anchor on, on, on a store because it's, items that you've bought but you can't sell because you're saving them for somebody and i i just contacted each one of them and i said hey just count it up just if you'll if you'll do the math and just send me a figure i'll pay it off so that so at least you have you don't have to worry about that so you can when things open back up again and you can order and when you we can order new books at least your slate is clean you know um, and there isn't the stress. There's no stress. I mean, like, obviously, 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 there is stress, right? But like, you know, and obviously, like, all I ask in return is that, like, those people who, um, like, I didn't catch the name of the person, Leanne, Leanne um, is that you know, you know, in the future, the money that you would have spent on that comics, find some new comics to to read. Like, find something new in that shop. Like, don't. Don't thank me. Like thank that shop. Go back into that shop and and spend more money in that store once you know we're up and running back into normal. Yeah, because I mean you you've obviously had the the Jim Lee uh, efforts. Uh, yeah, raising money uh, for BINC. You've had uh, the creators for comics. Uh, so yeah. all these separate elements that have been. Um, uh, being a lot of a huge amount of generosity uh, on behalf of comic creatives, Absolutely. writers, writers, it's difficult to kind of give back or get, have something to yeah, give back. So just, you you came at it from a different angle, which was cool. I, I just started I, I just started writing checks. <laughs> <laughs> 
Fair enough. But um, yeah, absolutely. Um, you've got uh, Daniel Betts, uh, who's uh, asking, I mean, number one, by the way, it's Marvel Man. Let's just get that out. Of, How dare uh, you? Way. No, <laughs> sir. No, sir. Here, here in the United <laughs> States, sir. It's Miracle Man. No, I know. Oh, um, it's different in the UK. Well, it started out as Marvel Man. Yeah, started out as Marvel Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when it came here, Marvel, the company I, I worked for, was like, no, 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 I, I I went straight from my that was the evolution of my comics reading. It was yeah, from totally. into 2000 AD into Eagle into Warrior. It was yeah, kind of right. like a freeway. Right? So I came and to be honest, it wasn't that story didn't actually really grab me. There were other strips in there that did. Yeah. But when um, the third strip, so it'd be issue I want to say issue four, uh, the one with the uh, the uh, Madman on the cover. Yeah, yeah, the one where the one where um, uh, 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 Billy uh, sorry. Um, uh, Bet finally reveals himself, and he's pushed off the the edge, yes. edge of the building. That's when, okay, that's when yeah. I went. That was yeah, all. Yeah. I didn't know. I I I kind of collected backwards, right? So like, I remember Wizard Magazine put out this list of like the top fifty comics you will never own, and the number <laughs> one was, and 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 number one was Miracle Man, and I and I and and, and me being who I am, I was like, I'll show you. Yeah. I was I'll like, show you what, the magazine. What, what, catch what is this unobtainable treasure? What the what are you talking about? <laughs> well, I went out and I and I I eBay searched and like like deep dive bin searched and I got the entire run in issues, right? Even nice. the elusive flood, you know, yep. which is issue 17, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, right. Which is super hard to find because the entire run got the, the warehouse holding it got flooded. Okay. Um, and I, I got the entire run um, going into the in, into the Neil Gaiman run, and then I, the second part of that challenge was finding the original the original trades, which are were incredibly hard to find. Wow. Uh, uh, which because those were each like $600, $700 to find at the time. And then I got those. And I, I swear, like within the same year that I finally completed my collection of those trades, Marvel announced that they were going to start re reprinting those trades. And I was like, are you kidding me? I just, <laughs> but now I have those as well. Oh, and I have this. Hold on. Oh, hang on. Wait, and we have, where is he? There he is. Wait, I can't. There it is. No, I, I can see. I can see. And I have this. Hey! Yes. <laughs> and I have this as well. And as you can see, I have uh, my my original Miracle Man and my Todd McFarlane Miracle Man. So uh, to answer that person's question, um, anything whatsoever to do with Miracle Man? Um, um, uh, sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't draw, she does. So a yep. one-off cover of Miracle Man would be her drawing the entire thing but, and then me inking it kind yeah. of. So yeah, we've, we've done these and we did a bunch for um, Heroes Initiative, which I'm a board member of and um, to raise money. And so I'll take a character and I will pencil it and I'll roughly ink it. And then he goes in and he adds his, his uh, Donny Cates flourish. His, his thing. 
Yeah. It's mostly me adding little like Frank quietly squigglies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Other, other comments. Uh, you got uh, Jake McCool. Look at that fresh coat. Yeah. And Dan Berry. A little bit. Yeah, it's a bit. Yeah, yeah. Th th this side's good. We, and on this side, we need to we need to get. I thought you wanted a fade, which I don't know how to do. Yeah, so. we'll, we'll we'll cut it up. Yeah. Well, considering that you, it was, it looked like it was the first time you handled a pair of clippers. Yes. I think you did a pretty good job of it. Thank I you. Agree. Um, I got a bunch of texts and DMs from people saying I was holding the clippers upside down. Like her phone yeah. was blowing up the entire time. <laughs> I, didn't I didn't know any better because I, I mean, you know, as a guy, if it goes wrong, I'll just cut it all off. Who cares? You know, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't give a shit. Um, but I had to, I had an earpiece in, and so I couldn't hear Megan. Right, and Megan couldn't hear Joe, and so I'm 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 trying to hear Joe ask me questions, and so I have no idea what Megan's doing or not, you know. And so, but Meg's phone is blowing up with yeah. people being like, "You're you're you're holding the clippers wrong." You're like like like. And you know so, what? It's it, if you hair leave, is art. Doing hair is art. Yeah, that is the way that I yeah do hair. Yeah, so. I think you did. I think you did an admirable job. I I quite like it. I, I Megan. When 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 everyone else is using the brush and they're using the the hair of the brush, you are using the side of the brush. You are yes. using the other tip of the. You see, it's all about creating from yeah. different angles. Nothing wrong with that. You know. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, I think that was kind of the point of the thing was that like that like you know we're gonna we're gonna I, I don't think anyone expected it to be as good as it turned out to be. No, Joe was <laughs> like, actually great. Joe was wanting it to be not. <laughs> Yeah, Joe is like, well, damn it, that actually looks pretty good. I was hoping that you would like get like you know it would it would be a massacre, and I was like, jokes on you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and the yeah. uh, the, the uh, next question. Oh, we've got a couple. Well, Will Sliney, hello there, Will. Uh, can you ask Megan and Sliney what was it like staring into the eyes of a lion in the wilds of Africa? Well, we this, okay. This is a story I don't know. Well, we will. Will ended up hanging out with us in Africa at a hotel, uh, and we yeah, because it was it was just the three of us. It was pretty much the three of us, and it, and it was pretty much uh, Meg and I's honeymoon. Uh, well, kind of, kind of, kind of. But Will was so sweet; he kept on saying, "Like, I don't, I, I don't want to hang out with you guys if this, if, if this is like your honeymoon." And we we're like, "No, dude, we come hang out. This is fun. This is this is great." You yeah. Know? Well, um, also, my family's from South Africa, so yeah. I actually grew oh, up okay. there. We we all stayed together in Sun City, and I yeah. used to go to Sun City as a kid. Yeah, that was like our a, vacation with my family. Sun City is like a big resort there. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. I was like, no, 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 like I'll I'll show you where things are. And yeah, we'll hang out. We, he, we'll go yeah. game drives together. And he and he he was so sweet, and we went we we, we the three of us went on a, on a game drive, and he knows as well as we do that we 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 stared into the eyes of a lion mm -hmm. from about. 14 football fields away. Yeah, yeah. Like, and we we saw a lion, like... It was very far. Very far. But we did see a lion and a lioness. Yes. And that was very cool. And we saw so many... And we went to a water like, park. Oh, my which, God. Oh, can I tell... so much fun. Can I tell this story? Yeah. So, Meg... <laughs> so, Will Will and I were like... Meg was so... Meg was like a little kid at this water park. I love water parks. She was just like, I want to go on the highest and the biggest and the baddest ride. And we and so she 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 found it. So she excited. she found the biggest, the best one, like the biggest, tallest one, right? And and she's like, "Come on, let's go!" And Will and I were like, "You just go ahead," because we we Will and I were tired and well, we Will, didn't want to. Will already went on it. Oh, that, that's right. Will, Will Will already gone on it. But but basically, how it worked is, 
they when you get to the top of it, and Meg just like ran ahead of us, and so it's just <laughs> like I was like, just go, just go if you're so excited about it. And so it's just Will and I going up these stairs, and we could just hear her little footsteps like going up there. And then we get up there just in time. So how it works is you you're you're standing, and they put you in this pod. And then they close a door, and then the door and the floor drops out underneath you, and you just slide down the entire way, right? Straight down, and then they and then it shoots you up. It it, it goes down, and then it goes does a does does a, does a twist, and keeps on going, right? And so by the time we get up there, Meg's like already in the tube, and then I'm I'm like next in line, and Will is behind me here, and Meg and 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 and, and the thing goes so fast that you can, I mean, it's probably, I, I don't know how long it is, but, like three it, seconds. but it's like three seconds. You're, you're shot down then, and then you're out, right? <laughs> so I'm watching the guy who's operating it because his view is he can see the tube here and he can see where they come out there, right? And so she drops and then he looks down, down, down here and he goes <laughs> like that. <laughs> and I was like, what, what man? And he goes, she didn't come out. <laughs> oh my God. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? And he was like, come here, look. And he like just pointed to where she should be. And I was like, and he, but, but he wouldn't say anything else. And I was like, well, where is she, man? And he goes, I don't know. And it turns out this is like I guess a thing that just happens because then he started like laughing. He was just messing with me because apparently she didn't get enough thrust to go up the loop. So oh this, no! This poor thing. Was, there should be like a I don't know like a weight thing or something. I yeah. was too light. She, so was, like, she was too little. When I hit the water, I went up and then I slid back. And so he, which is my actual nightmare. So he laughed. Getting caught in a tube. He, yeah, so he laughs, and then he just points to like like a hatch where they're opening it up and just getting Meg out of it. And I'm like, I, are I you, don't think I want to go in this. <laughs> yeah, in, in, in the silence of him saying like, I, when I asked him like, well, where is she? And him going, I don't know. Like he he was joking, but I didn't know that. I was like, is this how I found out my wife is dead? <laughs> She's, she looks are like you too, kidding? Yeah. Are you? Did she die? You know, I was so traumatic. And then he looked over at me and then like we like like he he laughed. I did not laugh. And then he was like, all right, man, it's your turn. You're up next. And then he puts me in the tube and then like like I'm like in there like this. And Will, Will is just like, Will is like doing the cross for me. Oh, like as he's watching me in there, and I'm like, Will, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> It's just not funny, man. And then the guy who's running the controls, like, he knows how scared I am. He does. He's like, look at the controls. And he's like, he's like, oh, this isn't this this isn't right. Oh wait, no, hold hold on, something's broken. Hey, man, can you can you come over here? And I'm like, like he's like asking for like a tech, like like a tech to come over. But again, he's just messing with me because my last comments are, wait, what? And he goes, boom, <laughs> makes me drop. Oh, it was fun. For her, <laughs> and and it, okay, there's there's Megan going. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. guy's like picking me out of the tube, and I was like, "Can I go on it again?" He's like, "Absolutely not." I'm like, Ugh. "She was just too little," which is so weird because children were doing it all day. 
you 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 don't have enough mass. I don't know. <laughs> I'm very disappointed. Oh dear lord. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll uh, hang out with us that whole weekend. We yeah, had so much fun. It's so much fun, yeah. Well, I mean, it gives you an excuse to go back and try it again, uh, Megan. Oh, you, you well, just go out, at least another excuse. Visit my family anyway. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay, believe it or not, we actually have a question about comics and okay. your okay. and stuff. <laughs> Which is, it's been a while, so let's dive into those. Uh, this is from Mark Abnett, good friend, good guy, good creator. Um, as turned around and said, what was the process in getting God Country published? Was it a story that you were always going to tell and create, or did you pitch it to Image first? I mean, God Country, it's, I think it's for now, your, I, for many people, and for myself, it's your defining book. It's the, it's, oh. for me, it's absolutely when you think of, when I think of uh, your work, it's God Country, which comes to mind. Uh, and not only that, but you've also got, uh, I understand there's uh, some possibility of it uh, translating to other media down the line. So, I mean, I think everyone's going to find out about God Country down the line. I mean, it's a hell of a book. Yeah, I mean, how did it come 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 about? It actually started as a joke um, way back in like, oh, here's here's Cordelia, our cat, who needs to be live stream. Yeah, she's very pretty. Very, very cute. Now she's get like, down. Okay. Now get down. Now <laughs> you're done. Now you're done. Um, uh, it actually started out as a joke back, like way back in like 2007 or so, when I was uh, still a retailer and stuff. Um, it started off as a total joke, as what if like you know a redneck um, uh, found Thor's hammer, you know. And I pitched it around uh, like that, um, and it was just—it was—it had no heart or anything to it. And so I, I, I just shelved it, you know. I just—I I was like, okay, that's that's stupid. That's not going to work. And then um, I went through like a really big um, health thing that happened to me about five years ago, where uh, I almost died, and uh, like you know, I turned thirty. And basically had a doctor come in and tell me, um, like, we're going to go run some tests. And uh, in the meantime, if there's anybody you want to call or talk to, um, uh, now is probably the time to do that. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, being presented with that at 30 uh, will make you rethink some, some shit. Obviously, I'm fine now. Uh, it ended up being fine. Um, but that's when I revisited God Country as this idea about, you know, what, what do you leave when you, when you, or what do you leave behind when you leave, you know, and what do you become when you go and what's really important and all these things. And, um, you know, you take, you take the, um, the, you know, this like very serious thing that happened to me and you kind of filter it through, look at this cat. You're telling oh. me. Oh, man. Definitely a Cordy. Definitely getting attention. Yes, oh. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cordelia Chase. Oh, hi. Do you want to like, talk oh, to the microphone? Is it your like, turn? I heard you're telling a really serious story. So yeah, here I so am. Here I am. <laughs> um, so, um, so you kind of take all of that and you filter it through a kid who grew up in, um, in Texas reading Jack Kirby comics. And what you get is God Country, um, and every single every single like creator owned book you've ever read from me, I be it you know, um, Buzzkill or uh, Ghost Fleet or the, the 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 Paybacks, I always pitched all of them to Image first. 
I mean, I was going to say, why, 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 why was Image the the, the publisher of, of choice for you? Well, okay, this is weird, right? Because my my plan was always, I'll get, I'll get a. In my head, I was like, I'll get an image book pick, picked up because um, that's where I can like tell like really cool stories, and then, you know, once I get that 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 image book, I'll start to build my name up, and within about five years or so, maybe Marvel will see me and then notice me and all these things. Um, so that was my five year plan, right? It took me, it took me five years or so to get to God country, my first image book. Cause I just, I pitched it, um, as what are you doing? Oh, someone's at the front door. I'm just, okay. Um, um, sorry. <laughs> I, I pitched God country, um, blindly, uh, through the portal and heard back uh, within um, about a half hour. Wow. From Eric Stevenson saying, yes, yes, that's the one. There you go. Um, and so we started on it. And so again, think, think about this. My, my five year plan was uh, I get an image book and then, and, then, and then maybe within five years, Marvel notices me. Uh, God Country comes out on January 11th, 2017 by June of that same year I was uh, assigned ex uh, exclusive writer to Marvel it happened that fast and then Thanos and Doctor Strange came out in like August and in September of that same year because right after God Country I didn't plan it this way like God Country came out in January followed right by redneck followed right by baby teeth yeah so, yeah it just started just like piling up and then and then it was thanos and then it was doctor doctor strange and then it was this and then it was this and it was this and it was this and it was this and so it's just been since 2017 it's been uh a non-stop yeah the word that comes to mind weirdly enough is a nightmare uh but <laughs> it's been it's been it's mean i mean what a what an incredible gift and what an incredible um, you know, um, uh, you know, I'm very, I'm very incredibly fortunate to, to, to have the job and the fan base and the, you know, and all that, but, but it did happen way too fast and I was not prepared for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you have a five year plan and it's more like five weeks, I can, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what happened. happened. Yeah. And you know, you, you know, you know what I discovered was that you know, you have this plan in, in your head where there's this top of the mountain and the top of the mountain for me was being an exclusive writer at Marvel, being in those rooms and like being in those in the summits. Right. Because I was an intern at Marvel and I would see I would see like Hickman and Jason Aaron and all these guys come in and go into the secret room, you know, as, a, as an intern. And I was like, that's what I want. That's what I want. That, I, I want I want that. And then what I discovered very quickly in in June of 2017 was that when you get to the top of the mountain, um, there's just more mountain <laughs> that, 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 that the truth of the matter is that like I got to be an ex exclusive writer, but like, it didn't mean I had to stop. Like I had to, you, you, you have to keep on breaking in. Like you, you break in, you'll break in to comics a thousand times in your life. Because yeah. yes, now I've broken into Marvel Comics, but now I have to b 
break into Marvel Comics by putting out Thanos and making it good. Now I have to break in again with Venom and and like making sure that's good. And then came the Thor job, you know. And then now that I'm going back and I'm finding, and then you've got your own back to create your own. And I have to, I have to yeah. break in and show that I'm not just a Marvel guy now. You know that I'm that, that I, I I that I've still got that um, you know that God country guy still inside me. So like you there's there is no there is no top of the mountain you know and the scariest part of of being up there is that it it just uh it, uh um it's just a longer way to fall uh yeah. <laughs> the higher up you get um, i i'm thinking of the the simpson sketch when uh he's a he, uh, homer decides to work out and he and he's challenged to go and climb the murder horn uh, which ah, looks out the window and there's the mountain and then the clear uh, the mountain cliffs no not that one the one behind it and then yeah, yeah, mountain. Yeah, and just, yeah. then the mountain just gets getting bigger and bigger I can yeah, imagine it's exactly. a little bit like that excellent um we also want to uh, ask uh, um more about what's uh, coming up when it comes to god country and uh, other things that you've got on, on the line but let's go a little bit further back because uh, we want to talk about um comic conventions and also your kind of introduction to that because you were an intern at marvel yeah. And um, uh, Megan, you've been uh, doing artwork for for years, and you've been obviously attending conventions uh, as a an, as a uh, as an artist. Did what was your sort of like convention history? Did you go as a, as fans first, or did you just dive straight in as professionals? Or what was what was your history with that? Oh, I actually um, so I'm I uh, grew up in California, in Southern California, so. Mm -hmm. um, I went to my first San Diego Comic-Con with my dad and my brother when I nice. was like 15 or something like that. And then um, we'd kind of go whenever I had a chance. And this is when you could still get tickets. Um, yeah. <laughs> so um, I think the last time I went as a fan was probably like 2006 or something like that. Uh, and I met Mike Mignola and you could actually just walk up to his table and I shook his hand That's and cool. like totally fangirled out and made a total ass out of myself. Um, but he'll never remember. So that's good. Yeah. Um, so I, I had been doing that. I had been, and like, I went to, um, WonderCon. I don't know. There was a convention in Anaheim. Yeah, um, WonderCon. yeah I think it was, it had just moved to Anaheim yeah. from San Francisco. So I had been going as a fan first. And then when, my first book got picked up by um, Archaea, which then got bought up by Boom. So I was actually doing like a book tour with Boom. And so I started um, going to conventions with them and that was in 2013. So I've been kind of doing the convention circuit ever since. Yeah, I, I, same. Yeah, I mean, I've been going to Comic-Con since, 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 since I was a little kid. Um, there are pictures of me um, uh, of me as a little kid uh, with Joe Casada <laughs> and with Jim Lee and um, all these people. It's weird. Um, one of my favorite stories uh, uh, from that time was Jim Lee uh, came to, to uh, Arlington, Texas for a w w Wizard World Con and um, he was doing free sketches um for like kids like teenagers and kids and stuff right and so i got in line and i was one of the last pe 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 people in line and so he was doing just like headshots like busts you know and so uh for me he was really like the line was obviously enormous yeah. right 
And so um, for me, I got there and I like, talked to him and I was like gushed and gushed. And he was like, what would you like me to draw for you? And I was like, Logan, um, like not Wolverine, but like Logan. And so he did this bust of Logan and he did it in pencil. And then he, he started making little X's on it and everything. And he was like, I want you to ink this for me. And so he said like this and he said, come around. And so I came and I sat down next to Jim Lee and he talked and he gave me like um, some markers and he was like, all of those X spots, fill, fill those in with black and then I'll kind of help you out. And so like, there's this piece that I own, I still own to this day from when I was like 12 or 13 that was penciled by Jim and inked by me, right? So cut to earlier this year or, or late last year. What, when we went to Vegas? That was late last year. Late, late, late last year. I'm doing a, a, a signing at, at at Torpedo Comics with Jim Lee. And it's just me and Jim Lee at, at this show. And I don't really know Jim. I, 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 I do now as a result of the, of this weekend that I spent with him. I didn't really know Jim very, very well. And so uh, we're like in like the green room waiting to go out and sign together. And I told him that, that story. I was like, you know, I actually own the jam piece between like you and me. And he was like, I remember doing that, but I don't, I, that's, that's crazy, man. And the next day, uh, we're, it's like, it's so, it's so sweet that it makes me want to, want to, want to cry. Jim slides a blank cover of, uh, Venom over like a Venom with a blank on it, you know, and he slides over and he goes, I want you to draw me, um, draw me something and I'll ink it for you. <laughs> So, so that we can have one. And so I drew a Venom bust and he inked it. And so now I own two jam pieces, one that he drew and I inked and one that I drew and that he, and that he inked. Yes. It's, that's like, maybe one of the coolest things <laughs> that's ever happened to me. He is the coolest dude. I've told the story. I've, ever I've told the story a number of times on, I, I'll tell it as many times as I can, is when I was a volunteer staff member at San Diego and uh, the last panel of the day, which of the room I was running, which was the artist alley room upstairs room too. And Jim was the, the last panel of the day, at which point um, being a DJ, I can handle a microphone, I can handle a crowd. And I gave him a rock and roll uh, intro, which you had to peel them off the ceiling by the end of it. And he turned around at the end of the applause died down. He goes, that was the coolest intro I've ever been given. Oh, I, 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 I was a happy bunny that day. Yeah. I was a very I happy bunny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, what, I mean, what's the moment, I mean, you were talking there about my big note, Megan, about sort of feeling really, well, making a fool of yourself, like you say. Yeah. I mean, when was, how, how often do you get kind of, well, kerfuffled is the word we would use here in the UK, that kind of, when you do, uh, yeah. find and meet somebody at uh, a show and which just kind of where you just melt into a puddle um it hasn't happened in a while <laughs> i the, the, i try to avoid people <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we, we if know, i ever met like neil gaiman yeah I'm sure i would just be like oh, i've like, read, read everything you've read for, 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 like, for the longest time for me i was cool i was like pretty cool meeting like most of my like idols and stuff I was pretty cool around like Hickman. I was pretty cool around like other guys like that. But Jason Aaron, I was always like, do you remember? Do you remember the old uh, Saturday Night Live skit, the 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 Chris, the Chris Farley show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would I would meet Jason as a fan and just go like, do you 
you remember that time in uh, Ghost Rider when you, um, it turns out that he's actually, um, you know, and, and Jason would be like, yeah, 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 man. Mm -hmm. And I actually have like, I have, I have these two pictures saved on my phone of one of me of, as a fan next to him. And I'm like doing like the hover hand. And I'm like, <laughs> and then I have one on the same street corner on the same spot that Jason and I were like, we're, we're like, we're buddies now. And yeah. so. I like looked up and I was like, oh wait, this is the same spot. And so they like recreated the same picture like 10 years apart, you know? Um, but uh, I met Garth Ennis one time and made a complete ass out of myself. Um, it was not my fault at all. <laughs> but you know, Garth is one of those guys, like mo most of the time, if I see someone who like, especially nowadays, like if I were to see a Neil Gaiman or or I mean well I mean I did go to Alan Moore's house and just knock on his door so I guess <laughs> yeah. I'm not I'm not yeah, I'm not that scared of these things <laughs> but like most of the times if I see someone who's just like like if Neil was sitting at a table I would go and talk to him but if I, if I saw Neil on a street corner I wouldn't go and go up and, and bug him because right. I, I I know what that feels like and it's 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 nice, but you're like, I'm off. I'm, I'm, I'm like off duty, right? So I was at New York. How, how often does that happen to you then in terms of people kind of, because it's a question I, I, I've asked um, somebody, I won't name drop, so I'll just ask the question, which was about that moment when you were starting to get a name for yourself. Uh, people were starting to recognize who you were and Donny Cates was becoming a name. When did it suddenly become you being able to maneuver your way around the convention and maneuver your way uh, from booth to booth to being suddenly stopped and then being a personality, as it were. How did, how did that feel? San Diego Comic-Con 2018 um, was one of the more nerve-wracking experiences of my entire life. Well, you had pink hair. I decided to have <laughs> pink hair that year. So and <laughs> what I did not realize was that that was the first time that I was going to be, be going to San Diego having written all of the Marvel stuff that I had, where yeah. people actually knew who I was. And having bright pink hair meant that they, they could find me anywhere. And so that one and um, pretty much San Diego, New York, any of the big shows, I, I, either, I, I either have to have a hoodie on when I walk out or I have to have headphones on so where I can pretend that I don't hear you yelling at me. Um, because most of the time, if you see me on the, on the show floor, I have headphones and I just have like metal blaring in it so that I don't look rude. Because the thing is, I don't, I, I will, I will always stop and I will always say hi to fans. And I will sign stuff in the hallways, but when I do the headphone move and stuff, it's just because I literally, I have to be somewhere. Like yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to be late if I stop and sign for everybody and do everything. So you haven't, you haven't done, you haven't done the fake phone call then. There have absolutely been times when my headphones have like run, run out of battery and I just keep them on. And I just, <laughs> I just go because I just, I just have to be like on time for stuff, you know? Um, so it started in 2018 and uh, it's been, it's gotten worse and worse and worse. Um, my only. What, what, what was that first moment like to actually feel like a personality then, a, a, a celebrity of sorts? Terrifying. I yeah. had a full blown panic attack wow. um, behind, my, behind my booth 
and I had to go and hide under uh, Daniel Warren Johnson's table for a second and just be like, I just need to be like, I need to be like people like not looking at me for like, like just like 10, come get you. 10 minutes. Yeah. Meg had to like come and come and grab me. Cause like, I couldn't, I couldn't go outside for a smoke. Like I couldn't, I couldn't go. Like I literally couldn't go into the bathroom, which is still to this day, my only hard and fast rule is if I am in the bathroom, I'm invisible. And like I've, I've the only time I have ever been rude or ever, ever said no is if I am if if I am in the bathroom at a urinal and you try and talk to me, I go not here, <laughs> just not here. And I think that that I think it's a really fair rule, you know. Yeah, if, there's some places offline. That's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you will just wait for me right out there, then we can we can say hi and everything. But just Please let this be. <laughs> let, and, what, like, and wash your damn hands. I don't think that don't say hi to me while my dick's out is a really crazy <laughs> rule. I don't think that, that that's a crazy mean rule. It makes sense. Um, I'm going to ask a question now, and I'm, uh, Megan, I, 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 if this is too um, in forward or if I word this wrong, bear with me. Uh, because as somebody yeah. who's gone to conventions, uh, to panel host, and I have been having to kind of either organize uh, stuff and bounce from panel to panel. When I've gone with Caroline, my other half, uh, she's often kind of fallen into the role of a PA, which is not something I'm necessarily happy about, but mm. it's just something is that that dynamic sign kind of seems to work. I mean, Megan, you go to conventions for your own work, which is um, you're wanting to obviously exhibit and be be, be your own personality at your show but do you find yourself kind of falling into that role and how how does that work how does that feel um well i don't <laughs> <laughs> i just can't do it no but um we uh we have a management company that right. takes care of us so we're we're signed with um yeah. i'm signed with essential sequentials and he's signed with comic sketch art comic sketch art and there's so, so, so in that in that in that capacity no she's she doesn't get but like there are awkward moments and stuff when people like give her the camera and say yeah. hey we yeah. me and him and i always take it away and i go no 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 she does she does she doesn't do that well, like but, like the, find one of your buddies over there to take to, to take it usually like, we have like a handler so yeah. they'll they'll do all that stuff and then um you know the only time <laughs> ever like I'll get texts if he's like late to a panel or something yeah. like that. Or late to <laughs> They're like, where's Donnie? And I'm like, I don't know. I also, I really don't. Usually it's I, because people, he, he people, goes people, somewhere. People have stopped doing it now because I've expressed that that I, I, I dislike it quite a bit. Yeah. But uh, fans and retailers and all kinds of people would start trying to, to like, like email and DM her to try and get a hold of me. And right. I have expressed um, with very stern intent that that is not the proper channel, and that, and that she is. Well, I just like, I pass them off to our people. Like there's know? proper channels to go about that, and she is not my assistant. She is a she is a an artist in her own right, and she's. You know, and usually I'm like because they you know we sit together at conventions, and usually I'm just sitting there drawing anyway. You yeah, know, yeah. so like usually I'm pretty busy. Yeah. But um, you know, I still like. 
if you know he has like back to back panels and signings and all that stuff, like I'll run to the green room and like yeah. get him something to eat and get him coffee and yeah. you know like because he can't get away. So that's yeah. that's my kind of like PA. But yeah. In the beginning, it was a little bit yeah. hard, and I kind of took it personally. But yeah, I mean, it's hard. Worked out. Yeah, well, because here's the thing. Here's the God's honest truth: is that if we're talking convention stories, Meg and I met at a, a convention um, in oh, Calgary. I was I was seated next to Frank Thierry, and um, Meg has known Frank and Jimmy and Amanda and all the, and that kind of whole crew forever. And um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, Thierry uh, was seated next to me and, me and me and Frank are buddies. And Meg came over and just said hi to him. And she was like seated across the way. And she walked off and I was like, Frank, um, who, what, who was that? What, 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 what can I, what can you introduce me to, to, to that? Um, and that's how we started. Um, and so it, 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 but here's the thing is like, we only, but because her booth was so far away, she, she had no idea, like of like the Marvel stuff about me and everything. Well, I because, don't. I didn't read Marvel books. <laughs> yeah, and so because we, we would always, I would, I would, I would only ever find the time to hang out with her after shows. So yeah. like at the bars and going out to eat and everything, right? And then at MegaCon, we kind of like made it official that we were like an item, you know. Um, and I, I, I like ran over to her, her table over in Artist Alley, which was like, which is, it was like on the other side of the show floor. And I was like, Hey, I have a break in about like 10 minutes. Um, that, that there's a green room. Will you meet me back there? And she was like, yeah, for sure. And when, when we got back there, they had four tables all spread out with Venom number ones, all signed by Todd McFarlane and Stan Lee. And I was signing all of them. And so I'm back there and I'm signing them and I'm like trying to like hang out with her and stuff. And like Meg for the first time was like, wait, who the fuck are you? <laughs> what, what do you do? And I was like, I knew, what you, I knew you were a writer, but she didn't, but she, but but I, liked, like, I liked you as a person. Like yeah. I didn't really, you know, it warmed, it warmed my heart and it warms my heart to this day that person. like, like she came along at such a perfect time in my life because it was a time when there was a lot of attention on me for like yeah. reasons that had nothing to do with like who I was as, as a person, right? There was like a lot of people like wanting things from me. And the fact that she got back in there in, in, into that green room and had no idea like who I Still was don't. or what or Still like don't. or like <laughs> so-called fame bullshit. I was like, I was like, oh, you're a keeper, man. Like you actually like me. Like for me. So after, but after that show, well, because you know, like we just got along like crazy. Yeah. And just like like that first, like when we were in Calgary, I was like, you're my best friend now. Like yeah. we're just gonna be best just because we automatically just got along like yeah. crazy. And cool. I think it was after Megacon, um, we swapped books. <laughs> we were finally like, okay, so oh, you yeah, gave me right. a bunch of your books and I gave you my books. And um, and like I remember I got home. I read, I read, I started reading your books on the way home and I was like, oh, thank God he's good. Oh, no. <laughs> I was going to say, how, how nervous were the pair of you are passing over the books? Please, for God's sake, like it. Yeah. I know. Like, like, I, and I started like, look, I started looking through art and I had the same thing because I was like, because I met her in Calgary and like we spent the entire weekend together and like everyone there, like we, like we had friends, like the, the first time we ever met that weekend, we had friends 
like nothing was happening. We were just friends. Yeah. Like, like there was nothing untoward happening. But at that show, we had friends of ours privately take us aside and be like, "What's going on with you and her?" And yeah. Nothing. But but I'm like, like he's my best friend. Don't like, worry about like, it. Like 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 we we had like people walking up to us just assuming that we we, we were dating, and we were like, "No, we're just friends." I mean, it was just that yeah. immediate. And then I saw her, I like, I like started going through her art and stuff. And I was just like, Oh, thank Christ. (laughs) (laughs) She's good because like, I am, I am full blown in love with this this girl. And it would suck to have to lie to her her entire life. (laughs) God bless. Um, When it comes to your conventions and when you get to, do get the chance to uh, go and check other things out. What are your favorite elements of a convention? What's your favorite uh, things to go and check out? Well, we we always go shopping in Artist Alley. I know yeah. my hair. Yeah, I have crazy person hair now. I have Tim Burton hair. Yeah, we um, love little stickers and little mint, mm-hmm. little indie comics and little. Yeah, so we we always hit up Artist Alley and Small Press. Yeah, um, and we try to actually like kind of find people that we've never seen before, yeah. and like uh, we love like indie books, so like we try to find like zines. Like I collect zines. So we try to find zines yeah. and like self-published stuff that yeah. you would only find at conventions. Like it's also it's, it's also the most likely place where people won't bother me. Yeah, they're, they're like I don't know who you are. Because like, like zine people, people who make like, like they're like, like me. They're like, like who are you? Yeah, I don't... Don't, they're 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 more likely to know who she is. I remember this one time we were like in like like Deep Artist Alley, which is just like awesome zines and like cool buttons and stickers and stuff. And a guy that she knew. Uh, came over and started talking and he was like so what do you do man oh yeah and i was like oh, i'm a writer i'm a i'm a, I'm a writer and, and this is like two years ago yeah this and, is like WonderCon two years ago and he was like he he was like launching a kickstarter and i and now and now I, and they were talking about it and i was like um um i was like what what's your kickstarter about and everything and he was like man it's hard you know like I mean, you'll see, like, once you put a book out, like, it's like, it's, and I was like, uh, yeah. But he's a, mm-hmm. he's a big indie mm-hmm. guy. Um, Don't name him or anything. No, 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 I was happy to, to be. I saw your face. You're like, mm-hmm. yeah. Once I put a book out, I, I'm sure I'll find out. No, but Absolutely. you know, it's like, he's a big indie guy. Yeah. Like, we, sure. I, I know him from, through doing like indie books. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. No, it was, it was, it was. It was great. Sometimes those worlds don't. No, and I, it's fine. It's fine. I, I, no, I love, I love leaving the Marvel side of the floor and going down into like the, the, you know, because I have also, I mean, I've also not like on purpose scouted talent, but definitely have walked by booths mm-hmm. and been like, whoa, who are you? Like this art's incredible. And then like, you know, like, like bought some prints or bought something with one of their comics and then gone and gave it to CB. And been like, hey, check this out. This is dope, you know. Um, so that kind of stuff happens all the time. It's and really then fun. we always try to commission at least one person per show. Um, we uh, obviously have a lot of original art in our house, and we love art. Too and much. Um, one would say too much. Yeah, well, never we too have- much, man. Never too much. Yeah. Never yeah. too much. Absolutely. So we usually try to find like an artist that we've never seen before and um, commission something. Yeah, that's that's another favorite of ours. Well, I mean, that was, that's something that's going to be coming up as a feature once uh, we've fin- finished talking, which is uh, what we do is kind of put a spotlight on our chosen artist that's maybe blowing up our social media, which artists are kind of 
catching your eye at the moment? Who's who's on your radar at the moment? Uh, dude, uh, I mean, I I we recently did an did an episode uh, featuring a book that he did, but Ian Bertram is oh my God. Uh, like on the. I, I can't seem to find anyone who knows him and so that I can get in contact with him. He's so with I will Felix. I will I will once again put this call out. <laughs> Ian Bertram, please, I want to work with you. Please. Give I me guess all the art. You know what? At a certain point you gotta just take a hint, I guess. <laughs> he's like, I don't like your stupid Venom comics, dude. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, but I think his art is so just he's, he's one of my favorite artists. Wonderful. Yeah. Of all time. Um, for me, oh, and uh, sorry, um, Andres Felipe. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, oh, uh, is that his? Am I saying his name He's right? He's doing Constantine right now. Right? Um, yes, he is. He is right. right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, his oh. stuff is the, incredible. I, I first saw him when he when he did um, that fill-in issue for Absolute Carnage on Immortal Hulk, and I saw that that art coming in, and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa! Who is this? This is amazing, you know. <laughs> And um, he's, I mean, obviously he got scooped up doing Constantine because that's the best fit of all time. You His know, Constantine yeah. is it's great. Perfect. Great, great, great. That was a guy that I like immediately asked Marvel for. I was like, hey, can I, can I, can I has, can I? <laughs> and by the time I I got around to it, he had, he had, you know, DC had scooped him up. So I've been, um, uh, Nick Robles, um, I don't know what book he's working on right now. I actually found him through Teeny Howard. Isn't he doing it, doing a Kickstarter at the moment? I think. Is he? Okay. I, so. I mean, a very prolific artist. Uh, he's like posting things every day, and it makes me yeah. feel really lazy. Um, you draw things every day. You just don't post post them. Well, I can't post them because it's that, like well, it's a secret. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he, I know he does commissions. He draws really, really, really beautiful men. Um, but yeah, he's. Every day, he kind of like brings me joy on Twitter because um, he's always posting something gorgeous. That um, doesn't. Yeah, I'm, he, I'm trying to bring him up on on the on the feed so he can kind of show people because yeah, I, I'm I'm also a fan. Uh, yeah, yeah. His, his stuff's incredible. Um, yeah, his, I mean, I don't know who is there. I don't know. I'm always I'm I'm like always trying to get Marvel to to get me like weird like out of sort like like weird funky like european artists mm -hmm. and you know a lot of like um a lot of <laughs> oh yeah oh good he finally did it he was asking if he should do the sailor moon challenge so i'm glad he did i'm always looking to kind of stretch the boundaries of like what a marvel book will look like i mean that that's where we got silver surfer black um was like trying to really stretch the boundaries of of what you know you think of as a marvel style um and some people don't like that i really like that yeah, i, I think it. you know i mean like the thing is it's like people are people get like <clears throat> you know a, people get out of sorts when it doesn't look like like a marvel book but then i point them to like but 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 you're a fan of sinkevich yeah yeah like that's not a Marvel style, but it's brilliant and he's a master. And like, I'm sorry, like I I put a post up one time on Twitter where I said, like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be mad at anyone who does who 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 doesn't like Trad Moore's art, um, because that would be made ma making fun of the disabled because they're blind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Trad Moore. Because Trad Moore is just unreal. And so 
getting to work with him on that is, has been, uh, that was a, that was a book of a lifetime for me. That was a, that was, that was amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, considering, uh, well, this, uh, just, uh, remove that for a second so we can talk again um but yeah i mean considering that you you also knew each other from college as well yeah, you, yeah, right. you, saw, you saw that evolution of his own artwork uh, as well but then to reach what the pair of you did on silver surfer black is is something else it's, it's it, i mean i remember talking to you at uh, thought bubble last year and you just said for myself it was a case of writing something and then getting the hell out of the way to let him fly yeah, basically with Trad, I mean, I have known Trad for over a decade because we, we went to the same art school together. And I mean, he was damn near that good back back then. I mean, I remember we would all put our art up on, on the wall. And actually, Trad is directly responsible for me uh, becoming a writer because we had a day where we, we went into class and um, <clears throat> we had to put up, we had some weird assignment where we had to like, we had to, like draw a splash page or something or whatever the, the hell. And I was still pretending that I was going to be an artist. Um, and we came in and our, our classes were like three hours long. And so we had a break in the middle of it, you know, and he had just presented this fucking masterpiece. That's just unbelievable. Like could hang in a, in a, in a, in a museum. And we, and we went outside on our break and I was like, Trad, Jesus Christ, dude, like that, that thing is killer. And he's like, I know, dude. And I'm so tired because like I stayed up all night doing it. And I was like, what do you mean you stayed up all night doing it? And he was like, yeah, I put it off until the last second. So I, I did it last night. And I was like, wait, you're telling me that yesterday morning that piece of art didn't exist and it exists now? And I was like, that was the moment that I was like, fuck it, I quit. I'm going to write. Like, I'll just, I'll just never be that good. I'll never, I'll never have it. I don't have that gene, you know? So you can thank Trad more for that. Fantastic. We got into oh, the blue, Mister. Uh, loving Luther Strode's work on uh, from Tradmore. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I mean, incredible artist. Uh, uh, obviously, as well that you kind of uh, have your pick of uh, incredible artists as well for uh, projects going down. And obviously, you've got uh, uh, your good lady wife as well uh, to uh, do that. some great work with you as well. I mean, what? How is the uh, the process of um, putting an artist to your work uh, now? Are you at that position where you can kind of pick and choose, or are you still very much uh, keeping with the the stable of artists that you know and have worked with in the past? Um, it just depends. I mean, I, I, I I'm the the next uh, the, the next two Marvel the next two things I have lined up at Marvel. Um, I chose the artist for both of them. Um, but really it, it's not like I can just say like, I'll, I'll have that one, please. Because sit like, on the throne, point yeah, in that direction. They're already, it's a scheduling thing too. Like they sure. might be, they might be in the middle of someone else's, you know, like, like I'm not at a, at a, at a position. And I, and I don't think any of us are like, whether it's you know me or Hickman or Aaron or Dan Slott, I don't think any of us would. Um, I don't think like, like like Marvel wouldn't allow us to just like take someone's art away, artist away from them. Sure. Like like no one is no one has the authority at Marvel to like take Ryan Stegman mid project away from me. You know. Like Ryan and I are working on a thing together. Like Marvel doesn't do that, you know. Um, yeah. But 
should Ryan come free when he's done with that thing and we don't have a thing lined up, then maybe Jason Aaron says like, hey, if if Ryan's, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, so it, it kind of works like that. I mean, the, 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 the like, you know, 12 to 15 of us that are the, you know, the Illuminati writers over there, we tend to get first dibs. Yeah. Um, uh, but like, uh, it's a mixture of, oh man, who do I want to play with that I've like known for a long time and adored their art, but, but has never worked with, or who is it that I want to do this thing with that, I, that I've been working with forever and, you know, want to go into it knowing their, their ticks and their, you know, like, like a Jeff Shaw or a Ryan Stegman, you know, or, or, or a, a Dylan Burnett guys that I've worked with a long time, you know, there's certain, there, there's certain projects that I'll, I'll come up with an idea for something and I'll be like, that's a Jeff Shaw thing. Like Jeff yeah. Shaw would knock that the hell out. And then like this next thing I'm doing at Marvel, um, <clears throat> Uh, was an is an, an artist I've never worked with b before, but I've just always admired and uh, have been friends with for a long time. Um, and the schedule just lined up perfectly. And so, um, who is it? I, who tell, is it? Who is it? Yeah, tell yeah. Me. I'll tell you in a little bit. Okay. Um, <laughs> I honestly so don't remember. It just like lined up perfectly, and like it was one of those just like kismet things where, um, like CB. And this artist person and I were all sitting around at a certain time and I was talking about when I might be starting this new project and CB was talking about, you know, we need to find a person for that. And this artist was like, whoa, you're doing that? I want to do that. And I think I think I'm done during oh, during during that. I know and <laughs> CB and I and artists looked at each other and we were like, holy shit, that's it that's that's the team and like it was just that easy i just like reached over wow. the table and shook that artist's hand and i was like let's 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 do it hell yeah deal done <laughs> fantastic when it comes then to characters uh i mean you've obviously got uh, some great runs on the way and uh, what you're up to at the moment but is there any uh, anyone in the the toy box that you would like to uh, to write for and indeed megan is there any characters that you'd like to uh, uh, to put down I've been lobbying for Swamp Thing for since <laughs> I was a child yeah, yeah. Um, to write and draw. So, no, but actually, um, there's some Marvel characters that I was going to start kind of like some ancillary characters. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Check, that, I wanna, check this out. I want to play with. Her favorite characters at Marvel are Doctor Strange and Loki. And the one book of mine that she has never read is my doctor <laughs> where Loki is the Sorcerer Supreme? Yeah, it's the I know. weirdest. It's like she's like putting on, putting it off. It's like going to the gym, and it has a a, a puppy in it. She she may she may be your wife. You don't you don't have to force us to do anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're, you're right. You're right. I'm just saying it's 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 just a little weird. <laughs> I, I, a weird. I need to read it. But um, yeah, Loki, Mephisto. She loves Mephisto. I love Mephisto. I want to do something with him really badly. Um, I, I, I was thinking maybe some Buffy characters might have come into there. Because I know you. I know. I know you're a Buffy fan. No, no, not, no. That's that's I'm me. Still, I'm still not on oh. that boat. No, Meg's not. 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 I. I oh, I've, right, okay. I've tried so hard. I think 
She tried to get me into X Files, and I find it to, to be the most boring show on it's Earth. It's not. It's the best um, show ever made. And 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 I've I've tried to get her into um, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and she doesn't get it either. Yep. And I think that both shows are like, if it didn't imprint on on you as a child, then you you might just like not yeah. understand it's it. It's like Marmite. You know, you have to like because like be born. Yeah. Because for her, like the Whedon talk. Like the Whedon speak of yeah. Vampire Slayer, it, it grinds on our nerves. And for me, every 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 episode of X Files is just is just like what did I say? Mulder looks Mulder's face looks like his voice. His voice. His his voice is putting his face to sleep. Yes. Like he 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 it's doesn't smolder. He's he's but every episode is he goes. He's he's like. Dana, I found something. And she's like, no, that can't be true. And he's like, no, but here's evidence of it right here. And she's just like, no, I don't think so. And he's like, well, I guess we'll we'll just have to see the X-Files. Mm -hmm. That's every fucking episode. Every episode just like, Not true. Well, We've only watched part guess. of season one. Like, they we, get, we, we don't want a domestic on the camera. Like, they, yeah, no, they, I know. they get, they get, <laughs> wait a minute. They get, they get absolute like 100% proof of every phenomenon, every episode. Not always. And then at the end of every episode, like Dana come, 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 comes in and goes, well, I don't know. And and Mulder goes, yeah. It can always I be explained right. away. I guess you're right. Anyway, it, I don't know. I find it to be incredibly boring. She's taking my mic away now. I'm, I'm done. done. I'm uh, done now. I, I, I'm a Buffy fan. So I, 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 I I'm a Buffy it. fan. I would... I, I'm, I'm a Buffy fan, and the first two seasons of X Files. So I, I kind of. Oh man, it gets better. Like the the fourth and fifth season are like the best seasons of X Files. Buffy is my is my is my heart. Uh, is my is my everything. I do. I'm still in my. I I I used to say I do I do a rewatch every summer. I don't think I'm ever not in a rewatch. No, you like on my days like on like just like if I. I just I've I've just been watching the show continually ever since it's on. Yeah. Like I just re I, I just get to I I get to the end of the entire series mm -hmm. and I just start it over again on like lunch breaks and like you know I, I find it I find it difficult to work uh, to actually believe that oh uh, to get how you do binging considering when do you have the time uh, the, 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 the the amount of books that you're putting out when you have the time to actually watch a show. Meals. <laughs> yeah. I, have to, I have to stop typing while I'm eating, and then you know, at night I just get to a point where I get, you know, I get fried. And Meg and I always kind of make it a habit of both like clocking off and watching a movie or something. Yeah, or doing, like we have movie nights. We have, we have, we have, we have snuggle couch time. Except you fell asleep in movie night last night. I, yeah, last night I, because I was, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, if. if yeah, I mean, if you all like, if we all liked the same things, it would be a very boring place. Uh, but it's okay, and I don't mind. And she doesn't. The thing is, is that she doesn't hate Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So, I'm so, just so, by it. so it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it, it doesn't Sorry. bother her if, like, during lunch, I just throw an episode on. She, she says that she likes me telling her what happens in the seasons it's better, better better than actually watching the show better because like the story is actually really cool i just like i don't she care can't... about any of the characters and they're all really annoying and they dress funny so i just like want to push them all up ridges 
I know. Hey, you, know you just went on a diatribe you're right. about Fox Mulder. Right. So right. I think we're even. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> so, I mean, okay. Uh, you, I mean, Donnie loves one thing. Megan loves one thing. What's the thing at the moment that you are definitely coming together uh, during oh. this lockdown? What's the thing that... Yeah. We Well, I have been... Uh, we just finished the late the, the, the latest the, season of the Expanse. The Expanse. Right. So I have been a diehard Expanse fan since since, since the jump. Um, I'm actually um, weirdly enough. Um, if you go on the Expanse Blu-ray, a season, oh, yeah. season. I know, I know this story. Yes. You yeah. know? Do, do you know? I, this story? I know this. I know this story. You know? You know yeah. I've, I've seen this. You tell it. Go ahead. I was such a big fan of the Expanse on Twitter, like the books. Of like the, the of the books out. and like try and, and like and like talking to like 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 the combined writer that is Daniel Corey um, and like talking about the show and like hyping the show and just like going crazy about the show that um, the producers of the show DM'd me <laughs> and asked me if I was going to be at, at San Diego Comic Con and I was like yeah and they were like will you come and be interviewed um, as like a as like a sci fi writer. Because at the time I was writing, I had, I had written, I was in the process of, or one had come out and I was writing another Star Trek comic. And so like my Chiron like reads as like sci-fi writer yeah. Donny Cates. But like, <laughs> I but, mean, your, some of your stuff is in space. It, yeah, a lot of them are <laughs> in space. But no, I was interviewed for sci-fi um or, or or for the expanse by sci-fi and i'm on the blu-ray uh, extra credits uh i believe i have a mustache yes and i'm wearing like a button-up shirt and i think like like cute. the the only clips that they use of me is it's like because it's like cutting between a lot of the different different people and it cuts to me and it goes and i say something like um you think you know where this is going, but it just gets crazier and crazier and crazier, or something, or some shit like that. You know, um, I, I at the time was very trained in sound bites by doing Marvel interviews. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm behind the books. So yeah, so I we've been keep reading. So we've been doing that, and I've been introducing her to Fringe, which is um, I like Fringe. Yeah, because it's good. It's the good X Files. Um, and what? Look at her. Okay, okay. Put the stabby. Charles <laughs> is my. I grew up on X. Uh -huh. Um. What else no, have we been? On. What else have we been? Uh, <laughs> I think we think we're we're gonna do a complete Alien re rewatch. Yeah. At, like, movie night, but we think we're gonna do it in chronological order. Yeah. So all the predator. Well. Okay. No. 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 Oh. No. no. You're, you're taking predator in there as well. Well, yes. you have to. You 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 and have I've you have to. Yet to see Predator all the way through because every time I put no, it on, no, because I like, because if you're doing chronological order, it would have to be Prometheus, Prometheus two, uh, what's it called, Electric Boogaloo, what's it? <laughs> Covenant. So Prometheus, Covenant, and then Predator, Predator two, right? Because set in the same universe yeah. because of the of the of the cameo shot of the alien skull, and then. Blade Runner, and then the Terminator. The Terminator. Oh, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. After Predator Two, the Terminator. Some nerd is going to correct you. Ter Terminator this. One, Terminator Two, because Cyberdyne Systems is linked to the um, the same unit. It's linked, it's linked to Wayland. Yeah. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, and then you go to Blade Runner, which is the one right in the middle, because essentially what the um, not what are they called in the in Blade Runner? The, oh, the replicants. The replicants are essentially the, the 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 prototypes for what Ash and Bishop eventually become. Um, and so you, then you go into the Alien series. Yeah, then it's like Alien One, Alien Two, then like and then Predator versus Alien. I don't know. Yeah, and so it gets it gets complicated. But if I you really want to do it, blow my mind, man. Yeah, yeah, all because 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 you have to put um, uh, Predator One in there as well because canonically speaking, there was a video game, there was there was an arcade video game that um, of of Predator that. Um, the if you played it all the way through, it had a backstory of what happened to Arnold Schwarzenegger's character, whose, whose name is Dutch. Yep. Um, that it, it 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 said that he was as the only man to ever survive con like first contact with with the, the, the alien species. He was then used as the prototype for the first um, for the first like um, the, for basically the Terminator. So like that's why the oh, term, that's like right. that's why Terminator looks looks like that and sounds like that's that right. is because it was it was based, based on, on Dutch, the first man to ever like conquer an alien species. See, now yeah, you know. and but that's only canonical through a a video a, game, a not even a video game, a like a like <laughs> arcade console <laughs> that you can't even find anywhere, but. So if you really want to do the rewatch, you got to do it like that. Yeah, which we'll do. Because Alien is my favorite movie of all time. It's dope. Um, so we decided that we're just going to but if you there, so there's, inundate ourselves. Yeah, but there is like a master list of like all, like, like because like Cyberdyne, like if you like look at like little background shots and like computer shots, but Waylon, Yutani, and Cyberdyne are connected in ways and everything. And, and Blade Runner certainly has like a lot of, a lot of, you know, I haven't read up on that. Um, well, I mean, what yeah. what what is Rutger Hauer than Ash? Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. the same thing. You know, I mean, that was. No, I heard there was a link between them. I think that there's like a Waylon Yutani. There's there's some there's some sort of a link a link there. I don't I don't remember what but what it is. I but, but I think I think we I think we are going to so do the master <laughs> the master like list yeah. at some point. That is one of the most ambitious. I mean, I, I mean, when you just said, "Oh, an aliens rewatch," okay, I pulled the the ecology off the, the shelf, fine. But you're no. going in all of the level. Yeah. I was yeah. just saying. I mean, our, our kind Never. of uh, our lockdown thing. Okay, we watched Brockmire. That that yeah. sounds it sounds so lame compared to that, though. Well, you remember when I told you I have idle hand syndrome? So I, <laughs> I this is a this is a house that that has no half any no half. We're, we're whole ass. We're half, yeah. Yeah. Yeah ass in, in this house whole, if, house, if, whole ass or nothing yeah if we're gonna do it we're gonna do it yeah <laughs> absolutely i just looked at the clock and realized that we've been talking for an hour and a half and the rest and considering i turned around when we were messaging i'll only keep you 45 minutes it's fine um <laughs> <laughs> it's just great it's fantastic to uh, to get the chance to to talk to you and have a, a conversation it's fantastic uh, michael p who by the way um we've been doing this for seven years now the one thing is that which is a constant he is the Expanse fan, okay? He's, oh, I mean, cool. he, it's the reason why I put up, he's the Expanse. But he turns around and says, um, Donnie, you and I were on the same sci-fi YouTube oh, Expanse video. Oh, he is, he's high level fan. So you two, 
on the yeah, same, yeah, yeah, yeah. same same ballpark. And uh, yeah, I was the person who said, I want season two and I want it now. I don't want to wait. You see, you, you two are connecting right there. Excellent yeah. stuff. Um, one, one last question, I think, because everyone's just sort of enjoying the conversation, which is fantastic. But you do have uh, this one from Diana. Uh, I know it was asked a little while ago, so we'll, hopefully she's still watching. Is it cool seeing characters you've written for created coming to life in Marvel Future Fight? Yeah. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, it looks like my entire Guardians run is being adapted in Marvel Future Fight. They <laughs> just released a picture of Cosmic Ghost Rider uh, today. Um, oh, they did? Yeah. I, here's yeah. the thing. I, I find out about it, these things this, at the same time as you guys do. Yes. Um, and I mean, it, it just looks here. I'll show you guys everyone. Okay. okay sure. um, because, I mean, they're, they're two separate companies. I mean, where it's like, it would be, I mean, I don't know. I don't really know how, how it how it works for anybody else, but no one tells me anything. So <laughs> I, I I see these teasers coming out with like Better Ray Bill's hammer like wrapped in red chains. And I'm like, wait, I I fucking wrote that. What? What? Wait, that's, that's <laughs> what? You know? And then you know someone from or like every Funko Pop, every toy, every statue of Cosmic Ghost. Like I I I find out about those things the same time as you guys do. Like I, I'll I'll just wake up one day and I'll like open it up and I'll be like, oh, there's a statue of Null being made, huh? That's cool. Can I have one? Can I can I have one? Like I, 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 I mean, that's what you want. You want you to then get hold of someone and say, okay, when do I, where's my copy? Yeah. I honestly, I just all I give a shit about. I don't care because I don't own I don't own these characters. It's like it's like it's like how the question was phrased is a, is a good way of saying it. Toys that I found in, in a sandbox, right? So like I don't own them or anything, right? But like I do reach out and say like, can I have one? I feel like I, I feel like maybe I, I should have one. And so then like with like with like the the we were. <laughs> we were at what show was it where they they had wrapped the entire staircase oh, it was la la, LA comic-con the entire staircase was wrapped in cosmic ghost rider and like one other of my characters it was, that, I think that it was, was funko, funko pop Dr. the Strange entire staircase right and i i sat and i sat I, I got a moment where i was just sitting on the staircase like like this and she took a picture of me with like what what if you back away from it looks like a three a three story tall building yeah. with like a character that, that I created and the reason I'm going like this is because I didn't have one yet <laughs> I didn't own one yet and like I went up to the hot topic booth and I was like this is me being a dick because I just wanted one and I was like I was like do you guys have any of those cosmic ghostwriter um, Funko pops. And he was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, oh, I created him. Could I get one? And he was like, sure, the line's over there. <laughs> and I was like, the, the, he was not happy. I was like, the the what now? The lot I create. Oh, so you don't give a shit. Okay, cool, cool. All right. Uh, I did not wait in that fucking line, by the way. No, but you tweeted the picture. <laughs> we don't like them either. Sorry, <laughs> and they sent you a kiss. Yeah, but it always happens the same way as I always see it and I tweet out. Man, that looks cool. Wish I had one. And the company DMs me and goes, yeah, please delete that tweet and we'll send you one right away. <laughs> I was like, well, I mean. Yeah, but, you know. No, 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 no,
And then I'm, and then I'm, and then that's what everyone gets for the holidays. <laughs> All my family, <laughs> Ghost Rider, uh, uh, Funko Pops. Yep. Well, I mean, that's one way of uh, clearing off the uh, Christmas card list, I suppose. Yeah, easy, yeah. Um, I, I, well, I think we'll uh, kind of uh, dovetail towards a final question, and I think we'll just yeah. say, uh, obviously, we look forward to seeing you at conventions uh, down the line again, because obviously last year was mental for you for uh, the, the shows you went to see. This year's just been heartbreaking for people who like uh, the convention family that we form here on the show that we want to go and see you people like you at conventions again and we're just waiting on when we can actually do that i mean what's your thoughts and i mean for the pair of you about the, the, the next normal and the next way that we could be seeing uh, conventions coming back is it are we talking next year when you feel that you could be going back to a show again or well you know obviously it's not up to us yeah. it's no. not up to any of us you know it's uh it's you know these, these things i i i hope to yeah i hope to um uh especially since hopefully by next year we'll have like a two-year-old and it'll give me a the math really doesn't good, baby the math it, doesn't or work like, like oh wait no or like <laughs> one year old no if, uh, if okay, we if so we got pregnant nine months right yeah right, <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay don't they're, okay. they're not like xenomorphs all right they don't just, 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, no no i i look forward to hopefully being able to be like Hey babe, I'm sorry. I gotta go to this show to make money, so I gotta leave you with this screaming, this screaming Thanks. alien. So like, I gotta go. Thanks. You know, I have to, I have to go make money. I have to. I wish I could stay here with a baby, but that's no, what I'm looking we'll, forward to. Abandoning my child. Yes, that's yeah. what I'm looking forward no, to. No, hopefully. We'll okay, that's that's that's, that's like shows with a baby. Like no, I'm spring. I'm totally kidding. We're gonna as soon as that kid is is like that, it is responsible of us to bring it to shows i will have it strapped to my chest nice. as i'm climbing and if it's asleep i will tell everyone in line shh shh don't i'll be like thank you thank you thanks, thanks. <laughs> thank you thanks, thanks. that's one way of getting a bit of quiet at the marvel booth yeah, yeah. well no we're gonna we're, we're, we're also looking forward to the most is we're gonna cosplay that baby every day Every day it oh, shows, yeah. you'll see me and Meg, and it'll be, baby it'll Yoda. be, it'll be, well, baby Yoda will probably be the first one. Um, and then, like, as it grows older, um, uh, until it gets to a point where it, it becomes autonomous and decides to not enjoy that anymore. We'll hate comic conventions. Yeah, we'll be we like, too have, bad. <laughs> we will have a little dressed up, and I'm going to, like, draw, like, tattoos all over it and stuff, and, like, you know. Well, I mean, I, I missed a, a question early on, actually. I'm trying to find it now about, uh, yeah, the art. Dude, uh, the, uh, oh, my the, art? The, the ink on your, yeah, let's just bring yeah. this full, let's bring this full screen so people can see, because. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's, it's just, I don't, well, what's the question? Well, I mean, uh, number one, it's fantastic ink. And number two, have you got any plans to add to it? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be, I mean. If I was quarantined in a world where my so Ian Betterman, move this out of the way, move it uh, that way. Uh, my 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 artist Ian Betterman uh, does all my work. Uh, we do a, we do, we do a book called A Tomahawk together, um, and he does all of my sleeve work and my sleeve That's work. That's a tomahawk. The, oh yeah, there's a tomahawk there. Um, and so it's um, it's. Uh, 
Yeah, it's just it's a it's a collection of things from books that I've written. There's Cosmic Ghostwriter. Uh, like this is the this is which way do I which way do I turn? Wait, wait, there, wait, stop, stop, stop. So like, so like there's there's Valifax, right? From, oh, nice. Like, from Black Country. And then there's Cosmic Ghostwriter there. Um, there's so, so, so it's almost like a document of the work that you've done. Yeah, a little bit, and I, I mean. Um, I plan on, I have the, um, as soon as I had the chance, I got, you can't really see it very well, but I, I have Excelsior, uh, in a, in a, in a Norse font that I got, um, pretty soon after Stan passed away. Um, the vultures for redneck. Um, this is a camelephant. It's a half camel, half elephant. You can't really <laughs> Uh, it's by one of my favorite Disney animators. But yeah, I mean, I definitely plan on, like, if people ever find this video 10 years in the future, they'll be like, oh my God, look at how many tattoos he didn't have. <laughs> yeah. Because I plan on filling out this entire sleeve. I'm getting the top of my hand done um, as soon as this quarantine is over. Um, gonna, have my, gonna, gonna, gonna have my chest done. My entire chest will be done. And then um, probably going up a little bit on my throat as well. Whoa. So. But um, Ian Betterman, uh, you can find him online at, at Wonky Tiger. Wonky Tiger. He's a local nice. um, a buddy of mine. Austin, he's one of our best time. friends. And yep. his, his wife is actually one of my best friends. And she and I are in the ghost hunting group together. Yeah. And so her wife, or his wife, Ian's wife, Joanne, um, is the person who dyes and cuts my hair, too. Yeah. So Ian's responsible for all my ink. And every time you've seen me out with like bleach, blonde like like white hair that's joe that's joanne and all the all the all the tools and razors and stuff yeah. that meg used to cut my hair on joe on on joe's live stream came from joanne our friend so well i mean well joanne's obviously been retired because megan is now very much absolutely not do you have do you have uh i mean like i say you've got the space for it i mean the uh, art, so, so the, the the projects that's coming down the pipe. Uh, have you got any plans to go on the arm yet? Ooh, uh, that I can talk about. If you want. No, I mean, I, can't, <laughs> I, can't, I mean, um, look forward to um, an announcement and more information about what I'm doing with Dylan Burnett that might be tied to Ghostly or that or not Ghostly God Country. Mm -hmm. um, the thing that I'm doing with Dylan Burnett uh, does absolutely have attachments to God kind of country and it'll be available this June. Um, and I know that doesn't make any sense because it hasn't shown up in any solicitations or been announced. And that's a weird way for a book to, a book to come out, but um, look forward to seeing that very soon. And then um, probably later this summer, we'll start announcing um, what, uh, image books I'm doing with Jeff Shaw and the image book that I'm doing with this beautiful girl. Yeah, we're planning like kind of August-ish time for announcing. Yeah. So, and I mean, then... It'd, it'd be the summer that we would be getting these announcements and kind of finding out more about them at conventions. And we've kind of got that taken away from us. We're just going to have to... Right. Uh, we have to wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the nice thing is by the time the conventions start up again and we can start going to them, we'll have books for people to buy and read. So and many books. So, yeah. Yeah. So 
you know. Well, we're looking forward to it. I mean, we're looking forward to getting you uh, back at shows and looking forward to, I mean, we're all looking forward to getting back to uh, to shows. And I mean, I didn't want to finish on a downer um, because I was going to say it was, it was a, a pleasure to have you come to the UK. Um, I mean, we've no idea when kind of we're going to get international guests comfortable to come back over. Uh, but right. we look, I mean, we hope that we can get you back. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and, 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 you know, to end on a hopeful note, the answer is, is that we, 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 we will. I mean, yeah. eventually it, it really will. This is going to, you know, this too shall pass, you know, everything's going to be okay. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, I was just, I was, I was talking to somebody else the other day is, you know, uh, um, you know, when there were, you know, bread lines during the dep the depression, there were still comic books on the, on the stands, right? Like, the, you know, during, you know, comics have survived, you know, how many world wars and depressions and plagues and everything. We shall survive this, too. And um, I we will absolutely be back um, everywhere. Um, it's it's everything's going to be OK. Yeah. I, I believe that truly in my heart. And I think it's getting better every day. Yeah. Excellent stuff. Yeah, those words to live by. You're absolutely right. Um, thank you so much indeed, guys, for coming yeah. on and talking to us. It's been an absolute blast. Um, where I mean, obviously, you've got advocates. Uh, that's on Saturday nights. Um, it, for everyone to find out what's happening with you two, where's the best place for pe people to go? Um, so Twitter, probably. I'm at Black EM underscore art. Um, and it's the same on Instagram. And we also have the Devil's Advocates on Facebook, which is the whole community. If you guys want to mm -hmm. like talk cool. to me there. And then uh, obviously I'm uh, I'm uh, at Don Cates uh, on Twitter. And I am not at Donny Cates on Twitter because some jerk won't let it go for some reason. <laughs> um, um, uh, and, and I'm at D Cates on Instagram, but I'm never really there. So. But we're our pod. I don't. You know when our podcast is coming out? Yeah, just just check our Twitter. Yeah, just, check, just our, check we'll, our Twitter. We'll post, I'll, I'll, I'll post everything goes through there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, certainly as well. I think people should also look for the hashtag "Do Dope Shit." Do Dope Shit because yeah. that is um, one of the best creations as well uh, to kind of really uh, bring back into the community and. Uh, yeah, to encourage people to uh, bring positivity to uh, people's feeds. So it's been a pleasure to have that uh, happen as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Be dope. We, we read, hope so. Read, you know? read comics. Yep. Do dope shit. Yep. Yeah. And, and and don't do what I uh, hashtagged, which was uh, do rad shit. Uh, don't get it wrong. Don't uh, get it wrong like I did. No, a, you're you're a decade behind. We're not doing. <laughs> We're doing. Dope. I'm showing me age, man. I'm showing me age. What can I do? What can I do? Megan. Do oh. flash it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm a middle-class white boy from Yorkshire. I can't quite pull that off. Yeah. <laughs> I can't quite do that. Um, listen, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much indeed for coming on. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing you down the line. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Thanks for ha having us on, man. Yeah. Enjoy the rest of your day. All right. Okay. Peace out. Take care. Excellent. Excellent stuff. I mean, yeah, I mean, the comments have been coming in. Thank you very much indeed for uh, tuning in and watching that. I mean, it's definitely a, a much longer show than we would usually go on uh, as a couple Donnie and Megan of the same relationship level as Stephen Colbert and his wife, they're adorable. Aren't they just just amazing? Great stuff. Um, thank you so much indeed for watching uh, on that. Um, yeah, I'm going to be watching that back. That was a lot of fun.
um, which kind of means I'm going to have to rush what I'm doing with this, which is our um, uh, crowdfunding uh, showcase, uh, which is where we kind of show uh, some uh, interesting and uh, uh, really cool things that are happening in the world of uh, crowdfunding. And I'm certain this one you have seen. This has been out and about uh, literally for the last couple of days and already blown past its uh, uh, target uh, purely because, of course, it's just got some of the biggest names uh, involved. It's been pimped for quite some time, and it is, of course, uh, the uh, the project that's been put together, Duncan Jones and Alex DeCampi, Maddie, Once Upon a Time in the Future. Uh, this is something which has been hyped for a while, especially off the back of what Duncan was trying to do. He actually just put out a tweet saying, uh, I'm wanting to do something in the Moon universe. I'm wanting to uh, do something multimedia. I'm wanting to do a comic. Who would you recommend? Uh, which was pretty much the tweet, and it just turned into this deluge of suggestions of artists and uh, writers to collaborators that uh, Duncan could get in touch, in touch with. And since that uh, date, which actually wasn't that long ago, it was only something like five, six months ago, uh, certainly just around before Christmas when he put that out there, it just has turned into this massive, massive project. And uh, the artwork is just incredible. Um, Duncan Figueredo and Jacob Phillips are providing the uh, artwork for the paperback and the wraparound cover. Um, so, I mean, this gives you an idea of just the, the, the level of talent that's involved. And we are going to do a little bit of a, a thing. We'll show you in a second that the names that's involved in this particular uh, uh, project. Uh, you've got uh, Yuki Shimizu uh, doing the uh, hardback cover. I mean, it's just stunning to look at. I mean, the, you can just tell that Duncan has just pulled the best of the best to come and uh, collaborate on this particular project. Uh, and you've also got uh, that uh, book. That's how it's actually going to look when uh, when produced. And you've got um, Dylan Teague doing the interior artwork. Now, Dylan is somebody who I've been a fan of for a while. Uh, lots of stuff uh, for 2000 AD, of course. Uh, but just the, the, the artwork that he puts together is just phenomenal. And what he's doing with uh, this particular book, uh, with... Uh, the, the work that he's uh, putting forward, it's just really light and feathered and uh, really textured and it just, it, it pops on the on the page. Just absolutely gorgeous uh, from the artwork that we've seen so far. Um, and like I say, I mean, if you just have a look at the names that are involved in this thing, uh, from uh, Duncan Fogredo and Dylan Teague and Glenn Fabry and um, Tonky Zonic and Pierre Guerra and uh, RM Guerra, and uh, James Stokoe, Chris Weston, who is one of my favorite artists. What a hell of a talent. Rufus Daglo, Christian Ward. It just goes on and on and on. It looks like it's going to be a hell of a thing and really going to be uh, something for uh, for people to go and check out. Like I say, uh, it has absolutely blown through its uh, um, uh, title. Uh, sorry, its um, target so far. I mean, it went out with the uh, a goal of 40. I mean, this is obviously converted. I mean, look at it. It's climbing as we speak, £40,782, so whatever that converts to uh, in in, uh, in uh, American money. Uh, but uh, considering that that is up to 147 and I've, we've just seen, four, I think it was like 2000 going on top of it. It's just an amazing looking project. It's obviously going to be, um, uh, it's going to be backed left, right and centre. 
Um, have I, are, we, are we looking at the right thing? Let me just check what I'm looking at. Yes, there we are. So uh, it, it, it's absolutely going to blow through. Uh, 29 days to go, that's not a problem. So we're then now looking at stretch goals, and it is basically a case of you getting your hands on the actual book itself. Admittedly, it doesn't start cheap. Uh, it starts at $39 for the hardcover for the first day discount. Uh, and, I mean, that's rather difficult to uh, to uh, justify. So $24 for the uh, first day discount for the soft cover, so I get it right. That is with the uh, Duncan uh, Degrado uh, cover and with a Zoom Q&A with Duncan and Alex. So there is uh, some real kind of benefit to it, uh, which uh, people are going to be able to uh, get involved in. Uh, only 11 hours to go on that. Uh, likewise, as well, if we just have a quick look at the uh, the rest of it, uh, you, the, uh, the Maddie hardcover. And um, I mean, yeah, it's not it's not a cheap uh, Kickstarter by any stretch of the imagination, but the quality's there, and what you actually get for it is uh, something very, very impressive. Like I say, I mean, I've I've backed the um, uh, the uh, uh, for thirty nine dollars, uh, so about well, th about thirty quid, um, and you, a, a Zoom Q and A with Duncan Jones. Uh, I mean, that's that's a hell of a thing to uh, to get your head around. So uh, no, very very cool indeed. Just the 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 what. Uh, uh, Duncan is doing with that particular um, uh, project. Do go check it out. Uh, like I say, if we just uh, pull up the uh, the, uh, the the quick uh, the Kickstarter um, list again, so at least then you can uh, go and check it out for yourself uh, because it, the, the uh, it is. I think it's definitely going to be something uh, that you are wanting to uh, get in on the ground floor because this I think is going to be uh, developed into other multimedia stuff, and you may see this uh, on uh, other uh, projects as well because what uh, Duncan does with his worlds is just amazing. Kickstarter.com slash projects slash Z2 comics, Maddie, once upon a time in the future. That is what you're looking for when it comes to uh, that particular project. Back it, I think it's worth uh, supporting. Right, that's us. Thank you very much indeed for uh, joining us today. It's been an epic show, two hours. I turned around and said when I started the season that we were only going to go for an, an hour an episode. Come on, you can't, when you've got the opportunity to talk to Donnie and Megan, you take it. And uh, I wasn't going to shut up if they weren't going to shut up. We just carried on going. Uh, so it was, a, it was such a blast to have them uh, join us on the show. David Irwin is going to be our guest this Sunday. He's the publisher and CCO of Heavy Metal. Uh, he's going to be talking about Virus, which is the new imprint from that particular uh, publication. Next Wednesday, Russ Burlingame from comicbook.com and Mike Avelia is going to be joining us from Sci-Fi Wire. Those two guys know the um, pop culture landscape inside and out. They know comics, films, and television. And it's going to be interesting to talk to them about how the engine of pop culture is going to have to start back up again to provide um, content for us and what we're going to see at the back end of this year and uh, going forward, how this lockdown has affected pop culture and what we enjoy going to be interesting conversation that uh, sunday 31st of may is robin jones and mark jackson uh, two great um, uh, in, indie and uh, self-publishing uh, creators here in the uk mark jackson's also the guy that creates mac pow uh, in macclesfield which is a small um, comic-con uh, very much dedicated towards uh, independent creators two great guys and they are going to be 
uh, well worth checking in with Sunday 31st of May. We have got ourselves uh, some guests already lined up for next month. So we will be having Louise Saul, who is a uh, cosplayer. She's going to be joining us on Wednesday the 3rd. Uh, Tina Gann, Red Dot Diva, is going to be joining us. Uh, Long-term uh, fans of the show will know. It's great to have Tina back. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing her. It's been a while. And she's going to be bringing us some stuff uh, from the uh, the Singapore area and uh, how the lockdowns affected that and what they're doing to bring uh, pop culture back in that uh, region of the world. Wednesday the 10th, I know that we are going to be talking to Alex Pacnadel, who's a hell of a writer, uh, doing great guns for uh, publishers like Vault, uh, doing his own stuff with um, uh, White Noise Studios. Um, he is a star on the rise. Uh, so if you're looking for the next Donny Cates, Alex Pacnadel is your man. And we're going to be talking to him next month. It's going to be great to uh, talk to these guys. Uh, hope you're uh, up for uh, joining us each and every week and each and every Wednesday and Sunday for Talking Con, a cup of tea with Englishman in San Diego. I'm now going to have a cup of tea, if not a Jack Daniels and Coke in a pint glass, because this has been a long one, but my God, it's been worth it. Thank you very much indeed. Take care, and we'll see you on Sunday. Good night.